It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan and the CBS Sports Network. And we're counting alive for the Bill Ford Top Studio. Boomer Size and Greg Giannotti. It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network. And whoever you are in the free Odyssey app, good Tuesday morning. Boomer's got a couple of days off after a crazy Super Bowl week and post-Super Bowl extravaganza. No, no, no. No, not lazy. lazy. Not lazy at all. A well-earned days off. Actually, I think he's doing some sort of work in these days off as well. He's not just even enjoying himself. There's some sort of work involved. And this that means Jerry is here, and he is back with us after uh, Rutgers' experience. It got him in at three thirty in the morning on Monday. Good morning, Jerry. How are you? What is up, G? How you doing? I'm doing all right. Did you get some sleep after I that did. Rutgers trip? I did. Yes, I uh, got in late. Got some sleep yesterday. Woke up. The show was over. We always talk about that. How we we take for granted how early we get up. Yeah. And so, granted, I got in very late on uh, was it mm, Sunday night. And so, lay down, wake up, and it's 10.15 when I wake up. It's like, wow, the show's over. Already. show's over. <laughs> like, Greg's on his way home. That's right. <laughs> and you're just starting the day. Yeah, pretty wild. But uh, a very quick trip, and here we are. Yeah, I blew out of here yesterday. Holiday, nobody around. Yeah. Didn't even, I mean, there was no salespeople back there. There was nobody here. Yep. And it was the fastest drive home I've ever had. Mm. An hour and eight minutes Amazing home. what it can be, isn't it? An hour, I said, if I had a drive like that every day, the quality of life for me would be exponentially better. Yeah, I know. But, but we, we don't have that. We deal with it every day. We you don't more have than, You more than me, but yes. Yes, uh, absolutely. So the Nets end up firing Jacques Vaughn. I'm not going to spend a ton of time on that because they're lost and the, and the team stinks. But this is just another example of turnover in this city with unstable franchises and coaches. And I remember there was a graphic, and they probably have it, CBS Sports Network, of all the coaches Mm -hmm. that we have seen, managers and coaches in this town over the last, well, just let's go back to when this show started in in 2018. I mean, my God, the amount of people that we have seen. We just got to mention Giants, my Lord. Yeah, right, just with them. So then I started thinking, all right, Jacques Vaughn's now gone. He's the next guy. Is there anybody in New York sports as we sit here today that's got any sort of job security? And I can make a case that if you go through every single one of them, the answer is no. No, no there's not. Because no. if you look at the Giants, nope. You look at the Jets, no. The Mets, I mean, job security, I, he just got hired. I yeah, don't but, think you'd fire him after one year, but that's about it. But we don't know who he is. He could be a total mess, you, Carlos Mendoza. Yes, if they go 62 and 100, maybe he does get fired. It's certainly possible. <laughs> right. yeah. uh, Aaron Boone has had it, but clearly not anymore. I mean, people have had enough of him, and if they don't win this year... You can make every case with the Juan Soto move that he could be. They could move on from him or can't. I, I don't know. And you look at the hockey teams. I mean, well, they fire yeah, hockey coaches all, no matter what. All the time. Right. So to answer your question, no. There's not a single. Now, I know Peter, Peter Laviolette <laughs> just got here and yes. he's got the team playing very, very well. But, I mean, we just saw Gerard Galland here for two years. Just going to say, yes. They get to conference final and then out of here. Even Vigneault was good. Yeah, right. He got to a, a cup final, right? <laughs> you know, it's funny looking at that list. The first name that popped off the screen to me, and I completely forgot he was here, was Steve Nash. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, my Steve gosh. Nash. 
Steve oh Nash was here during the... Jeff uh, Hornacek was the Knicks coach. I know, and then <laughs> wow. uh, Joakim Noah pushed him down to the ground. Remember that whole thing? Yeah, it is ama- That is a scary list when you think about it. <laughs> Who's... All right, so we're... This, wow. Keep, keep this up for a second, CBS Sports Network. Who was, out of all these guys that are on that yeah. list, uh, since 2017, who was the most embarrassing uh, for their franchise? I've, I've got one. So, all right, I think that's... I think the easy answer is Mickey Calloway. Okay. Because of the way the press conference went, because of the way it ended, because of what happened in his personal life, I yeah. think Mickey Calloway is the easy answer. Um, if I went beyond that, embarrassing in terms of just not being good or the way he carried himself? Both. All of it. All encompassing. That's a great question. I'm going to take the hockey teams off the table Yeah, for the moment. Um Am I really going to go Ben McAdoo? He had a really good year, though, with them. But it ended weird, and he had the stupid suit thing. Uh, Adam Gase Adam with Gase. the crazy eyes. And Adam Gase awful. is the one. So Adam Gase, yeah. so I, I wouldn't... Three. I've got three. You got three. And then one's a sneaky one. Okay. So Callaway and Gase, and then my sneaky one is David Fisdale. Because mm. David Fisdale came here with a lot of... Uh, hype and positivity because he had coached Memphis and he had done very well yeah. there. He comes here and the team, I mean, they were so bad. They quit on him. They basically said that he, the practices weren't being even run. They had no strategy in the game. I mean, it was so yeah. bad. You would know that more than me, yeah. So that was that was a sneaky one. But I, I think the I think the answer is is probably Adam Gase. I mean, it has more to so be than Mickey Calloway. Yeah, and I understand that Mickey Calloway had his, uh, you know, tricky Mickey stuff and the texting and the weirdo thing that happened but, afterwards. But yeah, I need to. I, I, yes, I think so because I feel like the Jets were a bigger disaster with Adam Gase than the, than the Mets were with Mickey Calloway. Fair enough. I just that opening press conference set the tone for Mickey. Well, what Calloway. about uh, Adam Gase's opening press well, conference? That was, that was the crazy eyes, but th- th- that's because. Visually, he looked like a lunatic. Yeah. The Mickey Calloway stuff, I mean, that audio will go down forever as yeah. some of the craziest stuff you'll ever hear. I remember Boomer like wanting to vomit yep. when uh, we were playing it for him. Well, I mean, I know, and he, he asked for he still asked for it to this day. Right. Uh, that we're, uh, I'm going to love the players more than the players ever been loved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I feel like, what was his? Either one and one A. I but they I know they were bad under Mickey Callaway, but how bad? So his managerial record, let's just take a look and go. See, actually he won more games than he lost. I mean, which is which is nuts. So they were in in twenty nineteen they were they were ten games over five hundred. Mm. I mean, so he was seventy seven and eighty five and eighteen and then eighty six and seventy six in nineteen. Where Adam Gase was was way worse. What'd they win with Gase? God. I mean, they won a that, lot. Well, remember that one year? I think they won two games at last year because that was the one where they went out and beat the Rams and that Trevor Lawrence, right. Zach yep, Wilson yep, yep. thing happened. Right. So I think that they they were really, really. So that, that first year, I want to say, that first year they win seven maybe. Mm. And then that second one was, was really, really horrendous. All right. So we'll take a look just quickly with Adam Gates. So, yeah. He was all right. So seven and nine his first year with the Jets in nineteen, and then two and fourteen in twenty, and he was gone. Right, and he was just such a strange guy. Like like Mickey Calloway was strange in like a goofy way, mm-hmm. but I, that, the country bumpkin. Yeah, and his first press conference was was terrible. But then after, there's a moth in here. How does a moth get in here? <laughs> anyway, 
So, uh, that, but after that, you felt like he was just like, oh, okay, you know, my man, we just go in the bullpen and, and we're going to get these guys and dry hump them. And he would just be like, okay, fine. Adam Gates would just, we pulled the hat down. He was strained, didn't answer any questions. Yeah. Bizarre guy. Yeah. He was also hired by Christopher Johnson. And Christopher Johnson, of course, came in when Woody was overseas. Well, with a big endorsement from who? Peyton Manning. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, last time I listened to him. You can't. <laughs> like, we could sit here and go back and forth on those two. I don't think there's a winner in that. They're both horrible, but those those guys are at, at the very top. And yeah. I, I throw my sleeper is David Fisdale in there, but but Mickey Calloway and Adam Gase have been the worst. Now, Jacques Vaughn, who's the latest casualty, is, uh, and David Fisdale, if, if Al grew that beard, he would look just like David We've Fisdale. We've said this it's before. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yes. But anyway. Well, he has to lose some weight, too. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yes. But, but the head shape and Agreed. the glasses and everything. Um, but Jacques uh, <laughs> Vaughn, the latest I'm casualty. I'm looking at the two of them right now. <laughs> no, it's incredible, and that's not even a good one. Like if you no, get one that's like true. straight on, it's 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 really remarkable. Uh, but we're not going to really remember or or uh, anything about Jacques Vaughn that's going to be uh, everlasting, like no. Adam Gase or Mickey Calloway. But you know, I I wouldn't be surprised if we had two new football coaches here next year. I I agree. I wouldn't be surprised if we had a a new Yankee manager. Now I understand that those guys and Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone are sort of tied at the hip, but if they have a disappointing year this year, so I, disappointing, and that's we always talk miss about the playoffs or miss the ball, miss the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. I mean, no, yes. no, miss the playoffs. I thought you were going to say if they don't win the World Series. No, 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 I mean, no, no. That's been the that's the one thing about this whole Yankee run that has been disappointing that they haven't won and I, I understand that but they've also won a hell of a lot of games every year and so then you come back to let's say the Yankees are what they've been and they're a playoff team again this year that doesn't win the World Series are you making a move or are you staying with stability because they win a lot no I mean I think that it sort of depends how it goes because I always bring up the uh, getting swept by the Astros sure. after barely getting yep. past the Guardians and them overrating themselves mm-hmm. uh, but if if they're Right there, and like losing a in a, a really heartbreaking game seven of an ALCS, and how mad can you get? Well, they um, did it once to Joe Girardi. Yeah, it's, right. That's true, but that was more of a Brian. You're absolutely right, but that's more of a Brian Cash. Sure. But I've had enough. This guy is grinding uh, me more than than I w- would like. I want some guy who's going to listen to me more. That's really what that was. They were putting heads too much, which is really personal. And yeah. if you think about it, you kind of. Bit your nose to bit your nose to spite your face if you think about it. Sure, and I'm not saying that Joe Girardi would have won a World Series uh, if had he stayed, but I mean, you were literally a run away from and a game away from winning again, being in the World Series again, and they they moved on, and it hasn't been as good since. hasn't been bad by any stretch, but it hasn't been as good. No, 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 it has not. Uh, so yeah, this is another. And I mean, a disappointing year like this past one. I understand yeah, they yeah, finished yeah. over five hundred, but that was a year you felt like they were dead in July, uh, and the Aaron Judge injury sure. and missing the playoffs and all of that. Uh, quickly, side by side here, David Fisdale, oh, Al Dukes good. on CBS Sports Network. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's <laughs> it's 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 strikingly remarkable. Is, you look. Like he could be a sibling. Yeah, yeah you know, without 100% a doubt, one hundred percent he could be a sibling. Like I think the nose and the head shape very much so. Man, if you grew that beard, out you just grew a the beard, little yeah. bit. <laughs> right, hair. the hair on top, just a little bit. That's yeah. tremendous. I know that everybody says that every bald guy looks the same, but that's not, not true. Not like this. That's not true. If He's... I put a side-by-side with him and Sal Licata, they don't no. look the same. No, they do not. Mm-mm. No, a- absolutely not. Uh, so, yeah, so there you go. There's <laughs> another one of these unbelievably sad runs in New York sports with with a coach. I mean, it just 
that list, more than any other graphic that yeah. CBS Sports Network could put up, that list tells more of <laughs> is another good one. <laughs> There's another good side-by-side side between the two. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's tremendous. Uh, anyway, but uh, more than any other graphic, that shows you the ineptitude of yeah. what we've had to deal with around here. I, and I just, and, and I mentioned, like, the, the guy who's probably got the best chance of longevity is Tom Thibodeau. He's probably got the best chance. But even him, I could make a case that if these guys don't get healthy or they have a disappointing ouster if they lose in the first round of the postseason, I wouldn't be shocked. And they go and trade for a superstar in the offseason that he would be gone. Like, I could make a case and for that, too. And they get the superstar's guy in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's incredible. Got, at some point, there's got to be something said for stability, consistency. I'm not even saying longevity, but you can't just keep running through guys. But which one of these guys, years. and I understand hockey is different. Like, So you can look and say that Vigneault, Gallant, right. Trotz, those guys probably shouldn't have been fired when they were. But the nature of the hockey sure. coach is just that the second that you feel like there's something stale, they're gone. Right. It just happens with every organization. In that sport. But is there a guy, and we'll find out maybe Buck Showalter is that guy, but is there a guy in that list where you're like, man, they really moved on? So that's the one that I immediately that I looked to, and I believe that they should have gone into the final year of his contract and let, it, let him manage. You won 101 games the first year. Last year was a disaster for a variety of reasons. What's the real deal? I would have given him this year to see, especially if it was this type of, I don't want to say, I guess it's a reset year. Um, they still do have a core on this team. You know, when you look at this team compared to the last couple of years, how different really are they? Now, I know you can sit there and yell at me with the pitching. That's a big deal. I'm I'm not throwing that away. But when you look at the lineup, how different really is the lineup? I mean, you still have the core essentially intact. Um, I can make the case looking back to the Scherzer-Verlander disaster. They might be better pitching this year than they were last year because those guys were so incredibly disappointing. But that's the one guy that I would look and say, you had a guy who we know can win. Last year, was that an aberration or was that really what it is? Especially in a season where you want to see what these younger players have. I would have kept him, but other than him on that list, I don't know that there's another person I would say that about. You know, I was really disappointed that he couldn't keep things together and keep those guys focused, especially in the beginning part of the season. But what it felt like to me is they had that that great year and everything was phenomenal, and then it ended so quickly and so disappointing. And it was like, man, we got to start this whole process yep. all over again just to get to that point. Then you threw the World Baseball Classic in there where you had a lot of guys that weren't there in spring training. And I remember Buck having all those weird, folksy press conferences where he's telling stories around a campfire. It just <laughs> didn't seem the same as it did the year before. Then you get the Diaz injury, and the whole thing just started off to this very negative start, and he never got it back. And keep in mind, too, and this goes back to a couple of weeks ago when he did that podcast, you could tell he was bothered by that whole... You, you see where the disconnect was with the whole analytic thing and the way he wants to manage games. So I understand, I, I watched that, and I'm like, yeah, he needed to get out because the game's passed... Not passing him by, but the way the game is run now is passing him by. So I do understand it. But in terms of the list, that's the guy that I would that I would point out. Yeah, and we'll see. I mean, maybe Carlos Mendoza ends up being the guy that brings a championship back to the New York Mets, and we'll forever love him. But I mean, I don't know. But let me ask you this, and this is this goes to a, a, a different conversation, I suppose. 
Like, how much control do these guys now even have? And I know this has been building for years and years and years, but, you know, these managers and, and, and coaches make so much less than the star, not even just the star players, like the good players. What control do they even really have over them anymore? Nothing. Well, yeah, there's only a few out there. That's why we've been saying this about baseball managers forever. There's only a few. Basically, what the manager is is a guy that's got to work well with a GM that probably has better job security than he does. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. But even like a guy, all right, here's this would be the example to me. Eric Spolstra in Miami is now, I think, the highest paid coach. Yeah. I think it's 15 a year, which pales in comparison to what the top NBA player. Jimmy Butler probably makes 40 a year. So he makes two and a half times what his, what his coach makes, actually probably even more than that. But at least in Miami, you know that Spolstra has a terrific contract, and he is backed by Pat Riley. So if you're going to walk around there and you're going to question him, you might be the one that gets shipped out, not the coach. Everywhere else, it's not like that. You don't play well, you can tell the coach to go bleep himself, and guess who's going to be gone? The coach. No control. No power. Yeah, you're right. There, there's a few. There's, there's a few right away that command the respect just by their name and their reputation. But outside of that, I mean, you you got a long way to go to earn respect. I also think it helps when a coach and a quarterback in the NFL come in together and you're basically tied sure. to each other's success. Uh, but if if you're someone who, like, for example, you know Matt LaFleur coming in with Aaron Rodgers there and that thing working, even though they right. ended up splitting, but that was, uh, you, I can't even imagine how hard that had to be. For Matt LaFleur, who was, I think, might have even been younger than Aaron Rodgers, or right around so. the same age. Yeah, I think two years younger. Yeah, to come in and then to have that success that they had together, and there was a couple MVPs that Aaron Rodgers won. I mean, that that's a very, very tough thing to do. So you're right. And in baseball, I mean, it's just it's kind of keeping guys focused, keeping them together, making the right decisions when it comes to the bullpen. And outside of that, just don't screw it up. Right. I, mean, I think it's the clubhouse. you got to have a good clubhouse. You have a good clubhouse, and the guys want to play with one another. You might get good results. Yep. So who's next? Who's the who's next guy next to get fired? That's a great question. Hmm. Kevin Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Does it even count? No, he doesn't. Not no, as that, an interim head coach. That doesn't count. Uh, I'm going to say... If, it, if you say Tibbs, that would be very disappointing. No. Uh, I'm going to say Aaron Boone. Mm. So you're expecting not a great season from this team. I don't want to say that. I'm just saying that he well, but is. If he gets fired, I know. I know, but <laughs> I, I this is I'm kind of playing both sides here, which I shouldn't do. My point is that he's he would be the next one if they have a bad season. True, and that would be All before right. the football season Let starts and everything else. Let me ask you this: Yankees at the end of their season, yeah, borderline playoff team. Jets get out to an zero and three start. Rob Sala could go before Aaron Boone. He could. That's fair. 0-3 in September. Aaron Rodgers out there. They're not playing great. Enough of this. Yeah. Yeah, you you know what? That 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 is true. And then but then who you you gonna elevate Nate Hackett? I have no coach? idea. I listen. Don't ask hard questions. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just giving you a scenario where it could be the football coach before the baseball manager. Yeah, that would be a lot of disaster. <laughs> well, we're used we're, to it. We are used to it. <laughs> All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan. Jerry in for Boomer this morning. We got CeeLo with us coming in just a couple of minutes. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. 
I thought that coming in here and doing updates for us would be beneath CeeLo after co-hosting the Midday Show yesterday. What a drop-off, huh? Uh. Little co-host of the Midday Show, then you got to come in here and do mop-up duty because Boomer's off. I mean, this has got to be... What is my job mop-up duty? Yeah. Utility player. Did you BT in his uh, post show tweet yesterday said team player? That's right. That's what I am. Team player. Man, you guys love to go to Twitter and and X and and interact with the fans. BT does this too. Like he loves that uh, interaction going back and forth. Yeah, I think there's nothing wrong with it. But you're just into you're just into that. You know, you do like a little like post show synopsis. I can't speak for BT, but for me, you know, who's not a regular around these parts, it's a way to you know keep up uh, keep up appearances and a profile. You know. So how did it go yesterday? I enjoyed it. I had a great time. Everyone was great. We enjoyed working with him. It was very smooth and easy. Hoff and Dove were great too. So we had a good time. It was fun for me. Obviously, off of the stadium series, there was some some hockey talk. Not so much the X's and O's of Rangers Islanders, but more so the bigger picture. So sure. enjoyed that, and I thought it flowed nicely. I don't know what everyone what everyone else thought, but you know. So Boomer asked when we were wrapping up the show yesterday before you guys started, <laughs> "Will CeeLo get steamrolled?" Yes. <laughs> By BT. That. And and I said, yeah, probably, because there was a day, I remember Boomer was off towards the end of Christmas prior to Tiki and Tierney starting, and Spike asked if those two guys could fill in in separate days so the audience get to know them a little bit more and everything else. So I was like, yeah, fine, whatever. Now, you got to remember, this is like the last two days before Christmas break. I am shot. The ratings period is over. Like, and then Tierney, who hasn't done a full time show on FAN yet, is comes in here like a just a like a meteor, you know, just <laughs> jabbing up the A gap, hurling towards Earth, you know. So I just, I, I basically in that open, I just waved the white flag. Go ahead, man. Fine, yeah. <laughs> I, I, you you can take it. And then I just sort of sat here and uh, let him run the whole thing. Did you feel like that was going on yesterday? No, I did not. Now, I will say, look, both he and Sal, as you guys know, they do not lack in the energy department. Right. That category. But for me, who doesn't do a five days a week program like you do, and at the end of the year, and the holiday break and all that, something different. Yeah. There's an excitement level that comes with that. But I know I did not feel that way at all. He was obviously leading and steering and quarterbacking the show. Yes. But I thought we had a nice back and forth dialogue. My dad even called in, unbeknownst to me. So, oh. I mean, once he was on the air, I knew, but it wasn't like I was like, hey, give me, give us a call. So it was fun. You know, enjoyed who, it. you know who hated that when people in your life would call in when you'd have rare hosting opportunities, whatever it was, was Chernoff. He always just say, don't have oh, your friends man. call in. <laughs> Nobody cares. Only they care. And then all of a sudden it's like, and then if... <laughs> If I, like, the first overnight I did, I got a bunch of calls or whatever. He's like, I don't know how many people were your friends that you had <laughs> call in to make it seem like they were callers. Great yeah. job, Greg. Oh, I love listening to you. Ho- yeah. Hope this is the first of many. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Mark would have rather heard you drown on the air by <laughs> yourself. <laughs> die, die. Yeah. By uh, the way, like you, I heard Mark yesterday on uh, 107.1 in uh, in Jersey. Nice. Sounds like a different human being. Mm. Right. As happy as can Could be. Could not have sounded more different. <laughs> And a McMonagle, I guess, is hosting with BT tomorrow. Tomorrow, and then Keith on Thursday, I believe. Sal's wow. in today and Friday. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. A little piecemeal week. Yeah. So it's just every BT's just rolling everybody through. Yeah. Huh? Little uh, parachuting in, little guest hosts, co-hosts. You know, it was fun. Thursday here, we're going to have Kevin Clancy, uh, KFC nice. from Barstool. Very cool. In for the uh, for the full show. So I was excited that he said yes to that. 
No. <laughs> no, no. Uh, so that'll be uh, that'll be fun. Another guest host on this uh, February break week, if mm. you will, for many, but not for us. Not it's for a us. week we always have to kind of manage our way through, right? <laughs> yes, that that yeah. is correct. What what can we do with our children when they are off in the winter time in the Northeast? What do you do? Uh, you got to figure it out. All right, CeeLo, what's going on over there? All right, we're brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh, human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. Also brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. So, yes, Yankee position players officially reporting for spring training yesterday. Juan Soto included, who showed up for his press conference wearing a Yankees hat and then the T-shirt that read the generational Juan Soto with an image of him swinging the bat. So, it was a good-looking shirt, I will say that. I don't know if he's just looking to sell T-shirts or that's a little subliminal message whatever the case may be uh whether he's here in new york for one season or for the remainder of his career if nothing else he certainly sounds like he's looking forward to this 2024 campaign it's gonna be electric it's gonna be fun um there's a lot of latin community over there so it's gonna be really 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 exciting it's gonna feel like home uh and i'm more than happy to be there i mean it's gonna be it's gonna be electric outside of feel like home yeah, be home. Well, maybe. <laughs> Remains to I know, yes. I know. Uh, punting on any questions about his future with the Yankees beyond this season. We've been talking throughout this offseason and everything, but definitely I let Scott do whatever he's doing. For me, I'm just focusing 24. Uh, I'm here to play baseball. Scott, Say let God as oh, Scott. Boris's agent, not God. Sorry. Yeah, so I mean, might, Boris might feel like God to Soto, depending on how much money he makes him. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, Aaron Boone then's already getting the questions about the batting order. What are you going to do with oh, Soto yeah. and They're going to hit. And, That's yeah, what they're going to do. Right, exactly. And he did say he feels like they're two of the best hitters in the game and looking forward to putting them together. You've got the Giancarlo Stanton stuff where he said uh, Brian Cashman knows how he feels about uh, being labeled as injury prone, which, of course, we had go on during the offseason. And then I thought the money quote from Stanton, I haven't seen audio uh, anywhere of it yet. I'll continue to look for it. I don't get paid to be a stand-up guy, say the right thing. I'm here to produce and help us win a championship, and that hasn't happened. It needs to be done. So the one thing we can say about him, he's been a pretty accountable guy. He, in that picture. Yeah, they're showing he Judge looks like he's now. getting set to go get a mimosa and sit by the pool. <laughs> <laughs> like, that It really doesn't look like the same guy. I mean, and Aaron Judge looks bigger Jacked. than... Yeah. I mean, yeah. and bigger, not in a bad way. Yeah. More muscular Just than thick. I've ever seen. Broad. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Swole. Swole is right. That one's not the one I showed Al. I thought was more striking. This is probably a fairer representation that they're showing. I mean, yeah. So here, it's not like Stanton is you know twigging bones now or anything like that. He's still he's still muscular, but he's definitely leaner. Yeah, leaner, slimmed down. He said he, he was healthy all off season, so he, well, he wasn't doing it. He wasn't running to first base, right? Right. <laughs> So he attacked it a little bit differently, less weights, more, you know, movement, flexibility. He wants Pliability. to get back to being a yeah. baseball player, made some swing changes. Yeah. So like these I are said, the things we hear this time of year. A few months ago, if I were John Carlos Stanton, I would go right to Tom Brady and say, because that whole pliability thing that Tom does, like that, that yeah. would be the first thing I would do. Go the right to him. The only difference is and Brady never at any point in his career looked like, like Stanton. No, did. but... But I'm sure whatever he was doing, yeah. I mean, because that was his, that was the biggest hydration and pliability were the yep. two things that Tom Brady said that are the most important thing to an athlete, which probably would help with his, uh, what do you call it, uh, tissue injuries, his soft, soft tissue. tissue injuries, yes. yes. And elongated Brady's career, obviously. So we'll see if that works for Stanton, at least trying something a little different. 
because obviously it hasn't been working for him on uh, the last couple of years. So we mentioned Scott Boris already. We know he's repping Pete Alonso now. You got questions about Alonso's long term future with the Mets beyond this season. Who might be backing him up at first base this year? Could be former Yankee Luke Voigt, who was in camp for the first full squad workout yesterday after signing a minor league deal. I think I have a role to, you know, possibly, you know, be a DH. Um, and obviously give Pete days off at first base and I know my ability and I think it was good last year being in Syracuse to kind of find you know my, a little bit of myself and that's where he ended last season I uh, rode Luke Voigt last year good for you <laughs> hey whatever works with the Mets triple A I rode him for two months oh it was fantastic hey a lot of crazy Friday <laughs> and Saturday nights there all right so Severino Bader Mendoza Voigt Mendoza right there's others. There's another one in there somewhere, isn't Might there? Be. Might be. Lot former Yankees. Mm. Lot of former Yankees coming mm. on over. Who are we missing? There has to be. Like, there has, has to, to be, be one more. I'm pretty sure there was one more. But that's on. That's like legitimately going to be on the team or one of these fringe guys. Could be a fringe guy. Yeah, fringe guy. Fringe spot. Mm. I'll look it up. I liked all the video of uh, Steve Cohen talking oh, about all these guys. Yeah. Well, but yeah, but he's been here. Yeah, but I mean, still a guy in the team that was a former Yankee. You're saying there's more beyond that? Nah, maybe I'm. Maybe Go that's ahead, Jerry. It. What'd you like? No, just the, the the Steve Cohen hanging out with all these guys, which is great. It's got to be weird though. Like you're Pete Alonso having the conversation. Like I don't even know. It's got to be awkward. And so I know you're under contract for this year, but all the conversation about his long term future. Yeah. Does that even come up? Or you just stick to baseball? I don't know. Did you hear Alonzo over the weekend at all? I didn't. He basically said the only thing we've talked about was because he was arbitration eligible right. and they settled before. Mm-hmm. And it was just about that. Nothing. that In his words publicly. Whether yeah. there's stuff going on behind the scenes or with, with Boris, I don't know. But it certainly seems like this is not something that's getting done and he's going to end up in Well, we know that. I'm just saying. It just yeah. seems awkward to me. You have the conversation with the owner who can could control and could have signed right. him. Didn't now you got Boris and now it's, uh, and the owners knows? talking to the fans are giving him the business about Alonzo down yeah, there in well, Port St. Lucie a little bit. Expensive. So yeah, uh, with the Angels, Mike Trout spoke to the media. Doesn't want to take the easy way out and demand a trade, but he's urging ownership and the front office to improve their roster and bring in some more established players. Now they're entering year five of that seven-year deal they gave to Anthony Rendon after his monster season for the 2019 really off great, World Series champion Nationals. <laughs> the uh, disastrous numbers. So yeah, he's been a problem. He's eclipsed or hasn't eclipsed 58 games played in any of the last three seasons. So we talk about Stan when we get on Stan. This guy doesn't see the field. And he's had some issues with the media at times along the way. So here's his full exchange with them yesterday as he gets going for spring training. Hey, do you even like baseball? Is it still a top priority for you? That's never been a top priority for me. This is a job. So I do this to make a living. Uh, My faith, my family come first before this job. So if those things come before it, I'm leaving. Is it a priority? Oh, it's a priority for sure. This is my job. I'm here, aren't I? Do you want to be here? I don't want to talk to you guys at <laughs> seven in the morning or whatever time it is. So, Did you, I mean, do you want? I mean, do you want to like be here playing baseball? I have answered your question. So why do you keep picking at it? Oh, yeah, you technically answered it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> now he did say all that with a smile on his face, so it didn't really get contentious or anything. Uh, this made the rounds yesterday. People weren't pleased with what he said. Definitely looks way worse in print than the audio. That and also, I, does. and I think some of the things he's said and done or not said or done in recent years is probably yeah. adding to that. He doesn't kind play. of already have a bad taste. Yeah. In it. Beyond, but Stanton doesn't play a lot. But when he speaks, you know, he's accountable. He says things sure. that make you feel like okay, this guy's he's into it. He wants to be here. He cares. I'm not saying Rendon that doesn't, doesn't care. sound like an all-in player. 
It doesn't, right. but I think the family and the faith part, I mean, who could argue with that? I mean, when push comes to shove, I hope we Agreed. can all put that first. You could yeah. sound like you care a little bit yes. more, though, about your job. Yes, and there were some questions about how legitimate some of the injuries he had when taking how, how long it took him to get back. So The funny thing little, about uh, what you said about Trout, about got to go out and get some players. Yeah. Like, I don't know. From by, all account, by all accounts, you had the greatest human being baseball player on the planet yeah. who pitched and hit, and you still couldn't win. Yeah. So you need a little bit more than just go get a couple of players. It Technically, would, you had a couple and one, and it didn't work. It would seem so. I don't know if Boomer would call this touching the money or maybe poking the bear, but uh, new Raiders head coach Antonio Pierce, fresh off watching the Chiefs win their latest Super Bowl title. He goes on Max Crosby's podcast and decides, hey, we've got the formula for taking down Mahomes and company because we beat them once in late November. So here you go. We've got the Jordan rules, and we, I'm calling it out from now on, as long as I'm here, the Patrick Mahomes rules. So you remember when Jordan was going through it with the Pistons? All those guys in the 80s before he came, Michael Jordan, Air Jordan, the Pistons used to whoop his Anytime he came to the hole, elbows, filling them, love taps. We touched them. We in the head, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. I'm touching you. (laughs) Touching you spiritually? Touch Mahomes. Now, now, so I watched some of this. Number one, how did you beat Brady? Beat his ass. Correct. So what he's saying is nothing new. I mean, that that is true. And it's the only time Brady lost, essentially, was when the pass rush got to him and he didn't have time to throw the ball. Mm -hmm. Number two, if you watch it, and I did not have time to go put the rest of it in, he gushes about Mahomes after it. But this is too good not to play. The spiritual touching. Well, just Mickey Cattle and and the Jordan rules and all that stuff. And that gets the headline. If you listen to the rest of it, though, like he really is like, we got to go out and beat these guys. The, the, he yeah. owns the NFL right now. Yeah. Couldn't have said nicer things about okay. Patrick Mahomes. But well, thank that's you for the, clarifying. Well, no, I mean, but that's the that's the fun line right there. Yeah, I was uh, going through this yesterday, hoping that Max Crosby was going to ask Antonio Pierce, "Are you still going to employ Danny Amendola as a coach on your staff after appearing on Boomer and Geo drunk <laughs> Friday before the Super Bowl?" <laughs> That was a question <laughs> that I was really hoping was going to be asked, but he never he never touched. Didn't get there. That's it. By the way, Danny Amendola, even though he was drunk, was perfect was. during that interview. Yeah, he didn't slip at all. Sometimes, Actually, no, he said the S word oh, once. He did right. say that. Yeah. And I think Saquon would have been okay too. I know yeah. Al had him, but his agent would let him come on. I think Saquon would have been fine too. Probably was, was he. Uh, Enjoying some adult beverages as well? Yeah, and and gambling. I mean, it was only 4 o'clock in the morning. Why are you hanging your head? Oh, I thought you were like hanging your head at my question. Okay, fair enough. All right. Seems like maybe he was. I'm I'm, I'm missing something here. No, you're not missing anything. Okay. Al chased him down in the hallway. No, I know about that. His agent would let him on. Yes, he wanted to come on. I didn't realize that there was... I mean, chances uh, are... Drinking involved. Chances are he was drinking and gambling. It was 4 o'clock in the morning. his night... I'm forgetting right. you guys. That was the weirdest part, honestly. Was yeah. The elevator would open, and we're starting Wednesday, and it's like, oh, yeah, it's still Tuesday night for all these people. Right. Yeah. And they still had a long way to go because <laughs> it was 1230 or whatever time it was. It was bizarre. Yeah, that is a little awkward. Uh, you guys t- touched on the Jacques Vaughn firing, covered that. Obviously, you got Kevin Ollie's going to run, reportedly run practice today and then coach the team Thursday night against the Raptors. Rick Patino did give a quote to Newsday yesterday off of the uh, uncomfortable press conference, <laughs> we'll call it, on Sunday. And he says he truly wasn't ripping anybody. I was pointing out exactly in a monotone voice why we lost. I'm not always calm and certainly not when I rip someone. I was not ripping anybody. I sometimes want my players to hear my words and read my words and that was my intention on Sunday. It is funny and listen what he said a lot of things didn't come out well 
But it is funny how we sit there and rip these guys for lying to us yes. and not telling us yeah. what they actually think. And then when they tell us what they actually think, how could you say you such a thing? For that? <laughs> well, yes. I think I think the bigger part was the fact that he put nothing on himself. Yes. I mean, he and he was making excuses about how he couldn't really evaluate these guys because it's his first year and the transfer oh. portal and all this stuff. I mean, fine, changing. If you want to, right? If you if you want to tell me all those things about the players, but I mean, you gotta say I did a bad job yeah. bringing them in and putting together and coaching all them. True. Just a little bit of that, all true. But I think there were some of the quotes that were out there. How could you say such a thing? How could you say this? He's being honest, right? He's being honest, and I gar- I would almost guarantee you that team will have five or six or seven new players next oh, year. Absolutely, every year the turnover now on all these teams is ridiculous. Hundred percent. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Shaq's got his podcast. Everybody's got a podcast, but Shaq has his. And Jason Kelsey went on Shaq's podcast and basically told him, don't play again and enjoy everything that happened in your career. And don't try to go back and, and, and spend time with your family and spend time with your kids because I screwed everything up myself, and I'm trying to tell you to not do that. Yeah, I watched this. Uh, sad, actually. I know. Very I mean, sad. so and and that's I, and I understand we could sit here and would cry tears for Shaquille O'Neal's have one of the great lives of all lives of all time. But listening to this and seeing him, a man who's that accomplished, that rich, that celebrated, like pour his heart out about how he blew it with two women Mm -hmm. that he said were perfect women and how he's in a hundred thousand square foot house alone i couldn't believe i was sitting there feeling bad for Shaq. i I know i was it his sister who was it um last week or the week before that was talking about this very issue how it's his own fault because he's so closed off and he doesn't let anybody in he's just a very private guy which i respect i think that's that's fine but I guess if it comes in between you and your wife or girlfriend, uh, I guess that becomes obviously a problem. And it, yes, that line about I've got a beautiful family. I guess they're all grown up now. Yeah. And I look around and I'm in a hundred thousand square foot home, and he's got nine of them. Yeah, did you read that part of it? I I did not. He's got homes all over the place for well, who? Well, I I mean I think those are investment properties. I think that's the way that it generally works. Is Let's put my money in real estate, and I also can uh, enjoy these houses occasionally if I'm in a particular place. Um, but yeah, I think that's like uh, Giselle and Tom Brady did that. I mean, they bought a million different homes and then would fix them up and then sell them, and it had cachet because it was Tom Brady was and theirs. Giselle's house. Well, and- the photos certainly show a lot of his stuff in these homes. Yeah, so maybe that's a nice way to sell them and, and rent them out, I guess. But. Yeah, it's it's a it's a strange. Did you ever watch his reality show that was on? It was TBS or T. I forget what channel it was on. No, I never saw it. It was, and it never really took off. It was pretty good though. It was him with his kids. His mom was always around. It was when the, he was living in Orlando, and I think he has since sold that home. And it would show the the vacations and the trips. And you see how close he was with his kids. Yeah, and very cool. And then they would show him going to work and how yes, he had life by the um, the Keones, as they say, and things were great. But then as you get older and all of a sudden the women are gone and the kids are gone, you're left alone. Man, it was like, because you would think if there's a couple of guys, if you said name like the top 10 people that 
you would want to be in America. Shaq would be up there because he's everybody's favorite person. Well, right, because he's he's, he's well known and well liked. Like that's right there, right off the bat. He's he's a Hall of Famer. He won championships. His career, he has a successful post playing career in broadcasting. Yeah. All of this incredibly stuff. generous with his money. Yeah. And and there's really not anybody out there that's saying a bad word about him. And he's sitting there telling Jason Kelsey, like, don't mess up like me. Don't do it. Yeah. Now, if I'm Jason Kelsey, that would definitely hit me in a way where I would I, I'd walk away from that going like, you know, I, I I don't need to play anymore. I don't. You got a guy like Shaq telling you to, to chill. Well, I think there's a couple things there. Number one, yes, you could. it's enough and you can go enjoy your life. But I would also say, too, it depends on the relationship. His wife might want him to play if he wants to play. I mean, yeah. who knows? What that relationship is like. Um, and also, you better have a plan. I mean, we've talked about this all the time. I mean, that, that podcast is great. But if Jason Kelsey's going to retire and his only thing in life is now going to be recording a podcast every Thursday with his brother Travis, what else is he doing all week? Yeah, they, right. Absolutely. Especially he's got uh, three girls. You know, I'm sure that they're still in school, obviously. So there's going to be a lot of downtime at home. I mean, I can't even... Imagine to go from being a, a Philadelphia Eagles center to having nothing to do yeah. in the snap of a finger. I mean, that's why so many of these guys struggle with when to retire. And they do have, as much as they're at the facility a lot, even in the offseason, they still have a ton of time where they're at home um, to where they get a feel for like what retirement life will be like. And then, you know, again, if you don't have anything lined up or planned, I don't know, maybe he'll go work for CBS or Fox. But not every player that retires can get into broadcasting. That's right. They can all start a podcast, but they all can't get into broadcasting where they have a full-time job come August, September, October, November, December. Um, and even in that case, like Tom Brady, I, I know he's got TB12, so I guess he's busy enough. But someone that retires that does get into broadcasting, what are they, when the season ends, then what? Speaking of former athletes getting into broadcasting, did you guys happen to see last week, and I wanted to bring this up, but I had totally forgotten about it, Ryan Clark. So former Pittsburgh mm -hmm. Steeler, ESPN personality. He also hosts Inside the NFL now. has really done a remarkable job post-playing career uh, in broadcasting. He put out this essentially hype video about his free agency in broadcasting. I did not see that, no. And how back three years ago, ESPN offered him a deal that he didn't believe was enough, and he thought that he was worth more, but he decided to take the deal and to grind and grind and grind and get to a point where he was going to be a free agent. And I mean, it is, it's crazy. It's like him putting on a suit and a tie, and he's like, he's like, I wanted to be the best in the world, and, and now we're going to see. And I'm like, it was just, I'd never in my life, see, I'd never seen something like that for a player, I think much all, less a broadcaster. We all think too much of ourselves. Yeah! We are all replaceable, every single one of us. I mean, and that's what I was, I understand that he's done a really nice job and he's going to be a hot commodity and a lot of guys are getting paid in this business and he'll probably get paid. But I was like, if I was someone that was going to hire him, I'd be like, uh, I like everything about you, but this thing. Yeah, rub like you the this. wrong way. Absolutely. I don't like this video at all. It's it's the, the same conversation. I I would like in this, the way Al loves talking about the cable companies, I find the, the broadcaster conversation fascinating. Yeah. Like there was John Madden and Pat Summerall. They ended. You think, oh, my God, what are we going to do? Well, we've been just fine. And, and the games are actually even more popular now than they ever were. And Buck and Aikman are fantastic. But you know what? When they go, the next guys in will be, if not as good, they'll be fine.
And we will continue to watch these games. We'll continue to watch these shows. And I don't know. Thinking that you're all that important is a bit much. Yeah. And I'm uh, I'm trying to scroll. He This guy posts a lot of stuff on X, so I'm trying to get back to it. I'll, I'll show it to you in the break. But it is, it's really, I've never seen anything like it. Now, maybe it ends up working out for him. It might. And he might, someone might pay him a fortune. And good for him if that's indeed what happens. But if they don't. Yeah. I'm sure the show's going to be fine. So here it is. All right. So it's this this thing's got like 2.1 million views and he it's like a it's like a two and a half minute video. And he says, three years ago, I signed an extension with ESPN. I was so grateful for more time. I was excited to prove I was worth more. felt I deserved more. We disagreed and that's okay. I set out on a mission to leave no doubt and end all conversations about who I was in the business. I added the pivot and can't wait for a second season of Inside the NFL. Goes, I didn't even know they still did inside the NFL. Yeah, he goes, the season is over. The deal is up. Time to make a decision. Either way it goes, the mission don't change. I want to be the best doing it. I mean, like... Which is great. I know, but... There was nobody in the world that was like me. So I started my own stuff, bro. Like, I started the pivot. I, I did the work. I got on the road. You know, I went to every show they put me on and made sure I crushed it. So now... Here we are again. The season's over. Inside the NFL, it's finished. And somebody got to pay the piper. <laughs> they don't, actually. They really don't. Wow! Somebody's got to pay the piper. Yeah, I know. I mean, no, they, they don't. If I was an executive, would be like, nah, no thanks. I mean, you got companies going out of firing people all over the place. I know. You really don't have to pay the piper, no. actually. No, 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 you don't. All right, Boomer and Geo coming to you live from the Bill Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Jerry in for Boomer this morning. And uh, basically the rest of the week as Boomer takes some uh, much-needed time off here. And he will be back next week. So we were just talking about the business and certain guys and athletes going into broadcasting. And I was reminded of this Ryan Clark video. Uh, and, And Ryan... I, I knew Ryan when he was with the Steelers, and I actually, I've, I've told this story on the air before, where I had this whole, he was a weekly guest mm-hmm. with us when he was still a Steeler. And he one day called up and said that he was sick and couldn't do the show. And I was like, okay, fine. And then I looked up on the TV, and he was on mm. Mike and Mike on ESPN. So then I went on the air and ripped the hell out of it, like, we pay you, blah, 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 you know, all this stuff. And uh, and then we had this whole big thing, and I had to talk to his agent, whatever else. And then we we settled it. But but I've got a long history with Ryan yeah. Clark back many years ago. But uh, he so he puts out this video. I guess his contract is up at ESPN, and he puts out a hype video for his broadcasting free agency, which is something I had never seen before. And I played some of it before the break, and he he in this clip that you're going to hear, essentially says that he's already put in the work. He's worked as hard as he's going to work now. And in this next phase of his life, that he wants to do less and get paid more. That's what that that's what he's looking for here. All right, so let's uh let's now take a listen to the rest of this Ryan Clark video. It's not that I think that I should be paid more than anybody that does the job. I just want, you know, I just want what I'm worth. And if they think too that I'm the best doing it, then that's what'll happen. 
you know, when the year started, I said I was gonna do more. I was gonna be in more places. I was gonna work harder than everybody. But what I realized is, man, you only got so much to give. And, and all you can give is all the energy that God gives you. And I did that. But I also learned that you run out. And at some point, you don't have nothing left. Your health, your mental stability, emotional strength, family, all of it. It takes a toll on it all. So I said, I'd do whatever it took to get what I want. And that I'd work harder and longer now to work less and make more then. And I felt like I put myself in that spot. So the hopes is the next time you see me, wherever that may be, that all the decisions I made turned into me getting everything I want and working a little less. I mean, <laughs> if that happens, you'll still be seeing me Maybe not as much, but probably a little more rested and happier. All right. Why, if I was an executive, why would I ever hire him now? I don't know. This is why this blew my mind. Not only is this hype video and him like feeling himself too much at turn off, but he just basically said that he did all his work already. Yeah. And now he wants to get paid for the work that he did, but he wants to work less and make more money. He said it's exactly what he said that he wants to make more and work less. And if I'm, in, I, he's been fantastic. I'm not yeah. taking away what he's done on television and his accomplishments. But if I was the one writing the check now, why am I going <laughs> to? This is always the conversation we we have with Boomer when we're talking about player contracts. Why am I going to pay him for what he did and not what he's going to do now? Yeah. Especially when it's not, yeah, all right, it, it is it is it's tiresome sometimes. Sometimes we don't sleep all that often, but you're not on the football field anymore taking a physical beating. Right. Like, you're t you're hitting on and talking. <laughs> I mean, we're watching games, and what are we talking about? Yeah, and, and I'm a fan of his, but doesn't he realize that if he never analyzes football again anywhere? The next guy will. And no one will care. No, yeah, see, I, that's but my he doesn't. Point. Here's the thing, he doesn't realize that. And well, he you might. Know, he doesn't understand. He's going to. Uh, he will. Yeah, but but he he. But someone's going to pay him. Someone is going to pay him, and uh -huh. he's gonna. And we're gonna look foolish for saying this. But you know what? As a fellow broadcaster, I hope someone does pay him. Yeah. I'm asking you, what dumb executive would actually pay him after seeing that? Oh, I'd have second thoughts immediately. That's what I mean. I mean, he just told you he doesn't want to work as much. Yeah, but he wants to make more money. Why would I pay him? <laughs> I don't know. It's like Anthony Rendon, essentially. Yes. Like, give me the big contract, and then I'm not going to care about baseball. I did my work with the day. Nationals. I'll take the five-year deal. By the way, I'm playing 50 games It's all year. guaranteed, so I'm good. Yeah. I, rem I remember there was this guy. and uh, So Ryan Clark knew he was going to be in the media when he was playing, and that's why he came on with us weekly and all this stuff. So he got into like a little back and forth with this guy. Who, his name was Dale Gerdnick. Gerdnick. So just... Just do me a favor and Google Dale Gerdnick, oh, all right? Jesus so God. just think about this visual here. So, and I love Dale Gerdnick. So, yeah, G-R-D-N-I-C. And just yeah, hit that and then hit images, right? Oh, boy. So just get like a... Oh, uh, okay. All right, you got, so you got, you got Dale there? Yeah. So you got Dale 
was just your quintessential long, hard grinding guy, right? Yeah. So Dale's like asking a couple of tougher questions to Ryan Clark. And then Ryan, like in a in a condescending way, is like, you're just mad that I'm going to be doing your job better than you in five years. And I'm like, are you really with Dale Gurdnick right now? <laughs> who I think worked for like the Beaver County Times or something. I said, are you really flexing on Dale Gurdnick? I guess he was. Come on. Yeah. So that? he's still the same. He's still the same guy as yeah. he was back then, and he's done as and as Eddie said. I'm not trying to take anything away from him because he actually has done a very very good job on TV, and his analysis is good. He's worked his ass off, all that stuff. But that is a major major turnoff. It is, and like I said, there's always someone else coming up the pike. It, they're just you know, Michael Jordan had to retire at some point. The NBA's been fine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like the NBA is going to shut down because the greatest who ever did it couldn't play anymore. Um, Tom Brady has retired. The NFL is doing okay. We've now found Patrick Mahomes. As good as Ryan Clark is, was, uh, the next guy in might be better and will work for less because it's an opportunity. It's, I don't know. I just think you got to be careful when you're when you think your worth is what it is. You might want to take a step back. Sure. No, uh, absolutely. And... I wonder We're if do his, it quietly. Yeah, I know. I wonder if his agent was on board with this, or he did this on his own. I'm, I don't know, but we'll we'll see where he ends up going. But you know, he was he also took his his career to the next level in, in hosting inside the NFL as well. Like he hosted that. He wasn't just an analyst. He hosted it, so that was good for him. But want to want to work. Imagine if any one of us went to whoever the new program director is going to be, or or our GM here, and go, listen, I put my work in now. Like what I, I would Wednesdays like. off. Yeah, like what I would like is yeah. I want to I want a a three hour show four days a week, and I want to get paid more for it. Get out. <laughs> yeah, right. Honestly, like how quick does the right. foot go in the ass at that point? Soon, very quickly. <laughs> very quickly, get back in there and do your show that we're paying you for. <laughs> and I don't even think it's a thought. No, of course not. You know, it's it's there are so many lessons you you learn. You always think people aren't replaceable. The only the only person that comes to mind in terms of not being replaceable so far, at least in my lifetime, has been Howard Stern. Howard Stern left K-Rock, and that morning slot at 92.3 has never been the same. I don't even think, has it ever been successful since, would you say? Well, now it's 10-10 wins, so. No, I know that. <laughs> but, not. Right, but I'm saying all the shows after Howard Stern, not much of a run, Ratings-wise, not much. And I don't think revenue-wise, aside nah. from him. I mean, you tell me who hasn't been replaceable. Right, and that that is, you're 100% right, but that also has a lot to do with the fact that you nobody could even do that in this world anymore. Like Howard Stern couldn't Fair be enough. Howard Stern again in this world. My point is, you're that's right. the only example I can come up with. I just got fired. We thought the place was shutting down. Boomer and Carton, phenomenal. Craig resigns, has his issues. You step in, we've done well. Like, we, if I walked away tomorrow or they fired me tomorrow, CeeLo would step in or Peter Schwartz and you wouldn't skip a beat. Like, we're all replaceable. Oh, of course. I mean, and that's uh, that's not what you want to say come contract but time. But, it, but it's true. <laughs> but it, it, is, it, it is. It is. It, it is true. Contract. It, What's a contract? It, yeah, well. It doesn't mean that the group that we have together isn't terrific, but it also doesn't mean that none of us are replaceable. We all are. No, sure. No. Boomer might not be right now, but we all are. <laughs> that is true. But I mean, he—he's like the last of the Mohicans when it comes to right, for sure, 
for sure. That type of high level athlete personality who wants to do something like this. True too. Where he's going to grind for four hours every morning. Because that that whole generation where they didn't make as much is not going to start doing that now. Work less, get paid more. Yeah, right. That's what we just heard. That's what we just heard. And then the, the guys who just retired recently, they'll never... Like, you can't have someone who won an MVP in any one of the sports that has played in the last 15 years want to do five-day-a-week radio because the amount of money that they would have made in their career at this time is just so astronomical that they would never end up right, doing it. If you're it. making $30 million a year or $20 million a year, and then all of a sudden they want to pay you X yeah. for more work and more time. And it is. It's more work, more time, more of a commitment at this point in their life. I mean, just think about, like, the, the so Boomer won an MVP in 1988. Think about the guys who won the MVP last year. All right. Oh, you're right. You think Shohei Otani is going to go back to Japan and do five day a week morning I radio? <laughs> no, because he's got a hundred million dollars deferred or five, whatever it is, right. four hundred million dollars deferred. Think Joel Embiid's going to no. take over for Angelo Cataldi? <laughs> I don't think so. No. That's what I <laughs> do. An afternoon drive. Right. It'll be uh, Joel and Spike, <laughs> Spike, Ike, and Joel. But yeah. Boomer does love it, though. No. He does and loves the station. He might listen to the station more than anyone else. But he also got into it. Yeah, we're on now. He probably wouldn't if he was an MVP. I agree with G. If he was an MVP in 2018 and he made 44 million dollars, he never would have even found this other than to listen to it. Hey, he would have been doing something in media. He'd still yeah. be on the NFL today, I'm sure. But, but he wouldn't be getting up. He wouldn't entertain waking up at 4:30 in the morning every day, five days. Yeah, a day. and I, and I'm not saying he doesn't love it. Of course, he loves it. He's still as locked in as ever. It's just it just is, he he's. I'm, it's not just him. Anybody right. makes that type of money. He's not going to want to have to right. Get up at that hour, do four hours every day. I mean, just, there's no way. Especially when you also now have this whole YouTube phenomenon and you see what guys are now making doing that because they have a following. Yeah. That now, Ocho Cinco and Shannon Sharp, you talk about grinding. That YouTube show every night. Yeah, they is, do it every night for multiple hours. And it's and like seven nights a week. Yeah, it's incredible. And it's more than multiple. It's like three to four hours every night. It is a legit talk show that they do how the hell they fill the time i don't even know but they go sometimes i would say anywhere from two and a half to four hours every single night um but they're very successful they've got i think at last check remember when i was playing the clips where they're like hey hit the subscribe button yeah. if we get to three we we're going to give away this yeah i think they're at 1.1 now 1.1 million really? subscribers. i think well, so that's really quick i think they topped a million subscribers i think 1.1 right now if wow. you look at their youtube channel so my point is they can now start something on their own where they don't have to answer to anybody and still make money. It's a it's a different time right now. Much different time. What is it called again? The Nightcap? Uh, the Nightcap podcast, yeah. And I'm pretty sure the, the subscriber number is 1.1 million. I mean, that is uh, that would be incredible if they got up there. Maybe I'm off. Maybe it's already. Uh, Nightcap, yeah, over a million. Yeah. Yep. Over a million. They've only been doing it for a little bit. They just launched that three or four months ago. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, that's got to be one of the quickest. 100%. Now, I'm not saying every guy off the field can start a YouTube show and have a million subscribers in four months. Those two are personalities that are off the charts, fun and wacky. Um, like the Max Crosby uh, show. It's called, uh, what's it called? The Rush, I think. Yeah. I think they. I think he's got like 70,000 subscribers. Not bad. That's not a million. The Micah Parsons one, I don't think has a million. And he's only once a week. Maybe that's why. 
but they all are doing it. The Kelsey brothers have a lot, but they all don't succeed as much as the, the top guys. And this is also something that they, they're their boss right. when it comes to this. They don't have no one to answer to. Right. So that, that is a totally different situation. I like agree. if they wanted to not do it for a month or whatever, well, let's do a 45 minute one today. There's nothing. 100%. And so then, there are those options out there. Right. Right. No, absolutely. I still wonder though, like the, I, I'd love for somebody to break down the YouTube money making. Like there's guys, obviously the top of the top, like mm-hmm. Mr. Beast. It's just a totally That's different situation. Ridiculous. But like some of these guys that we watch, these YouTube golf guys, like how well are they doing? Like I see that they get, you know, big names on there and, and you see guys like professional golfers and someone like Sebastian Maniscalco is on. Bob does sports and all this stuff. But I like how like what is. Well, if you look, I believe you get paid per 10,000 views. And also, when you get that popular, I'm sure these guys have sponsorship deals. No, they 100% do. And they have their own clothing lines and all that stuff. I just, I think they have different avenues of revenue. It's not just what does YouTube pay them. I think it's what does YouTube pay them? What does their clothing deal pay them? What type of sponsorships do they have? It all of a sudden becomes big business. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan at CBS Sports Network. Jerry in for Boomer this morning. I've mentioned before that when there is news about space or things that happen in the universe that I, I, I get very, like, I get freaked out. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. So this is, this is one of those stories that, that freaked me out, right? Yeah. Universe... Universe's brightest object reportedly discovered featuring black hole the size of 17 billion suns. <laughs> I, how do you go on with the rest of your day after you hear that? Because none of it matters. <laughs> That's how. None of it what matters. What do you mean none, none of it matters? Life. I feel like if so, anything matters. matters, it's this. Yeah. None of it matters. Isn't it got to be really far away, though, right, Yes, Jay? and it's never going to affect you ever. Didn't you see this? It's affecting Na- me right now. Nah. Didn't NASA recently discover some, like, habitable planet in some Eco-planets. other galaxy that what they're or whatever? whatever? Yeah. Eco-planets? E- exoplanets. Exoplanets. That's it. So that's, you yeah. know, encouraging. And they ever need another one? Just potentially habitable. Yeah, right. It was in the, what, like, conservative? In the Goldilocks range. Oh, Goldilocks. Okay. <laughs> All right. The Goldilocks range. <laughs> the three bear range. <laughs> Porridge. Um, astronomers have discovered what may be the brightest object in the universe, a quasar? Quasar, yeah. Oh. A quasar with a black hole at its heart growing so fast... <laughs> That it swallows the equivalent of a sun a day. Yeah, don't, don't worry about that. You're going to be fine. The record, bri- no, no, we're not going to be fine. That's the problem. We're not going to be fine. Everything is not okay, you're man. Fine. I the, promise the you. The record-breaking fine. quasar shines 500 okay. trillion times brighter than our sun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. You're good. You ever look at the Microsoft homepage? Oh God. I know. I'm only. I only bring this <laughs> like up. Like in 1998. Yeah. Uh, yes. No. I know. But you want to talk about clickbait? They give you headlines, kind of like what you're talking about. Every day, I get space headlines. Oh on yeah. On the Microsoft website. Yeah. It's, it's on the Microsoft homepage. Oh. What's AOL homepage? <laughs> my, my father still has an AOL account. Oh really? His email is. Well, I think AOL. The, but I think the email accounts are still valid. <laughs> if I go to AOL, Dude, is that I get, still a thing? I get, I get mocked for still having a Hotmail account, and that's, that's Microsoft. Yeah, uh, AOL, yeah. Look at this. 
How about first thing that comes up? Donald Trump trounces Nikki Haley. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Speaking of AOL accounts, the last two times that someone asked me to ask the Islanders for tickets for them, I had to send an AOL account to the Islanders to send the tickets. Yeah, and I'm people like, still people, both times? The people that were requesting were AOL accounts? Yes. And was one of them Peter Schwartz? Yes. How about that? What's Eddie. great now is like anybody that has an AOL account is from back in the day where you didn't use your name in your email. Mm. So it's always like... Hot balls, twenty two. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Could you, uh, yeah, so you call a business and they're like, okay, well, uh, we'll get that right to you, sir. What is your email? Hot balls, twenty two, AOL. You know, it's uh, it's so funny that you say that because this is exact. I'm trying to find it in my text, but this exact thing happened. Hot balls. Hot balls. No, it was like it was like <laughs> slap that ass at AOL <laughs> that I had to send to the Islanders. To the Islanders. And oh, I'm like, great. you got to be kidding me! I was like, is there a different? Is there a different email? Oh, no, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It's the only like, one. This I have. is no. This is the one I use. <laughs> slap that ass. Two six. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm trying to find it. I can't find Eddie, it. Eddie, would you get on this flight? Delta offering flight from Texas to Michigan to see total solar eclipse from the air. Hell yeah. I, I would consider it, sure. Okay. I mean, what's why not? Sounds kind of cool. What are they charging for that, Jer? I, that I don't know. All right. I'm reading a headline. I'm not even... Did listening. either of you notice today driving in how bright the moon was? Yeah. Like, it was a clear... And, like, I came downstairs this morning and I swore. I said, did we leave the outside light on in the backyard? It was just the moonlight. It was impressive. It's another yeah. one of these things that we're just like, it's just the moon. I know. We're just I, talking about the moon. I swear I was thinking about that. The freaking moon yeah, it's that like, controls our time. Yes. And we're just going about our day and you see how bright it. the moon was. Yeah, I, think it's it's been, there. I think it's been up there for like billions of years. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure. And we've just gotten so used to it. Microscopic 70 to 100 years on the planet Earth, we're going to be okay. <laughs> pretty sure we're going to be okay. Swallowing a sun a day. <laughs> yeah. Swallowing a sun a day. <laughs> and we, perfect. And we've walked on the moon, or men have. Yeah, yeah. Didn't they just send uh, a mission up? Somebody sent somebody there to the, back to the moon. Not the to first land. moon mission. Not to land? No, it was a, orbit situation? It might, there might have been a lander, but not a manned craft. No, no, no. But I'm saying there's some sort of mission yes. involving the moon. All right. Mm-hmm. What are the odds, Eddie, we get swallowed up by a black hole at some point in our lifetime? And don't say as good as getting struck by lightning because we saw a poor soccer player have that happen to him last night. Yes. Uh. No, I would say it's it's... Very, very low. Very low. I mean, what do you think? It's one in four? I don't know. <laughs> now that I mean, this dude, <laughs> this black hole swallowing a sun a day well, can't the, swallow a planet a day. At the center of every galaxy, there's a black hole that goes where? Nowhere. It's just right? there. It's just there. the center of every galaxy, and there are also mini black holes. <laughs> I mean, I just it makes you realize how perfect. insignificant we all yeah, are. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. But it's true, yeah, but, No, no, I know. This is perfect. Like, Jerry's just so calm and matter-of-fact like, about ever, it, and this is going to keep you up at night. Yeah. <laughs> legitimately. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You ever, obviously, we've all flown. You ever look out, like, a window of a plane, and you look down, and you see all these houses? Yeah. And all these people, and yeah. they've all got problems like us. Yes. And it's all, right, yeah, whatever. That's whatever. Hey, there's the highway. There's those yeah. tiny little specks of like, cars people and in trucks there. driving. Yeah, like, right. What's their life like? <laughs> Probably miserable, but... Probably I think when you there. start talking space, though, it's a totally different conversation. But when you put it into perspective of how many of us there are and how yeah. many people have lived and died, yeah. and space continues on as it is, mm-hmm. nothing's changing. Somebody asked me that recently. Anywhere and travel to any destination. Uranus. 
No. <laughs> I just said, I want to go to space and look down at Earth no, from space. You're yeah, not getting a rocket ship. I, I, it said, any, obviously, it's not a realistic question. It's a hypothetical. Well, like you, if you, you get you on could. Elon Musk's thing. Yeah, I go. go I want to go to space. You actually could. I mean, you could. Yeah, you oh, could. I don't have that kind of well, I mean, you got to you I'm not know Ryan, somebody. I'm not right? Ryan Clark, you know? <laughs> I'd love to work less and make more money. Oh, Who man. <laughs> I tell you, we should make a CeeLo hype video just like that. <laughs> Where you're like putting on a suit, you put on your vest. You're yeah, like, my future right. at WFAN is very much up in the air. I'd like to uh, see him like laying out his pillow that he's going to lay out. He's asleep at his desk. Tonight and Thursday, by the way. I, mean, I walked in this morning at four and McMonagall was like, I figured you were sleeping somewhere uh, in the building. I'm like, yeah, it's sad that that's what I've come to be known as. But twice this week, well, that'll be the case. When you work till 11 p.m. and then you got to yeah. be here at four. Yeah. Yeah. Way yeah. goes. All right, CeeLo, what's going on over there? All right, brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh, human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. The generational Juan Soto, now a New York Yankee. For how long, we don't know, but for now. It's going to be fun. It's going to be really fun. Um, I mean, we have a great lineup. I think it's going to be unbelievable from the top to the bottom. It's going to be great players right there. Um, and I think we're going to try our best to have fun as much as we can with it. I would hope so. Uh, it'll be a learning process, though. A bit of a recruiting and orientation on the fly, it sounds like, this season. Yeah, I mean, we've we got to get to know the Yankees organization and the city and how it is to play in, in New York and to see and, and make the decision there. Unsure where he'll be batting in the lineup, but the prevailing thought is that he and Aaron Judge will end up back-to-back in Aaron Boone's order. We both know the strike zone pretty well, I think. Um, it's gonna it's gonna be or two walks or it's gonna be two gappers, <laughs> but it's gonna be fun. Yeah, it is. A, he is a phenomenal baseball player. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm not minimizing that. Generational, but we're talking about this guy, like he hit 75 home runs last year, batted 390. Yeah, now he plays every game. I'm mean, CBS Sports Network just had the graphic up. Last year, he batted 275, 35 homers, 109 RBIs. Mm-hmm. We're giving that guy $600 million now? now? I he's... think more of it has to do with his age. That's people why that... people are fascinated with yes, him. Yes, fascinated is the right word. Boy. And he's getting to free agency at an age that's much younger than most guys I, do. I understand. But I know I'm with you, Jerry. But, I mean, I'm with you. Great player. That's what when the Yankees damn. brought him in, we were. I got in an argument with some guys in the SNY News, and JJ was there, and he was like, oh, Juan Soto mashes. I'm like, does he really mash, though? I'm like, he's a really good player, but is he a masher? Great player. He's a masher. But he's... Yeah. Even just said it there. A couple of walks or a couple of gappers. You know, Judge is putting the ball over the fence, and that's what Judge is going to do. This is really interesting this year. Yeah. What he does. Very um, interesting. Him and Alonzo. Yeah. A lot of pressure on both of them as far as uh, contracts no go. Uh, speaking of the Mets, they had their first full squad workout yesterday, which included Luke Voigt back on a minor league deal after finishing up uh, last season with AAA Syracuse when he had 14 homers in 37 games down the stretch. Plus, he knows the new manager, Carlos Mendoza. I'm excited to have him here in camp. Pretty familiar with him. Uh, and obviously, the organization uh, got a little taste uh, when he joined uh, towards the end of last year when he was in AAA. He's going to be in the mix. You know, he's gotta have been talking a lot in the mix. about uh, <laughs> the depth. You know, and, and he provides that. <laughs> there are certain keywords and phrases yeah. that just, I can't right. help it. Yep. Can't help it. Uh, Dan and West Orange. What's going on, Dan? Hey, man. What's going on? What's Dan? up? What up? So, you, uh, you guys were talking about moons before. Yeah. So, I'm just giving you an update that's upcoming on in New York for April 8th. It will, at 3.16 p.m., you'll be able to see the total eclipse of the moon. Um, I'm flying to New Mexico to actually see it in what's called totality. 
which is the most amazing thing you could ever possibly see, and I've never seen it. I've been fighting for it for the last three years. I'm a, I'm a moon chaser. So <laughs> You're a moon you chaser? <laughs> I didn't know there was such a thing. Yes, there's such a thing. That's great. Hold on, wait a second. I'm, I'm, I'm being, I'm being told by uh, resident genius Eddie Scazzeri <laughs> that it's a, it's a solar eclipse, not a lunar eclipse. Oh no! No, so, uh, I'm sorry. Total solar eclipse. That's okay. I knew Eddie would know something about this. Ed, you want to come down with me? <laughs> no, I, I. That'd be great. Yeah, I'm not, uh, New York's going to have about ninety percent. By the way. Did you, okay. And you can't look at that directly, right? You got to put glasses on and everything. If you're in the path of totality this time, there are certain you no, you can look at it without the glasses. If you're in the totality, they always say that. Do you know one person walking around who now was injured from looking at the? I don't know a single person. Neither do I. Careful, neither Al. do I. All of a sudden, Al comes in with a cane. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. What'd you say? I said Eddie. I was asking Eddie because you know nothing about this, Joe. Right. Um, uh, you could look it out with the glasses. I have the glasses already. I'm, I'm prepared. Of course. Yeah, if you're in the path of totality, there'll be a few minutes when you can actually uh, look at it without the glasses. Okay. Now, Dan, do you do you do any like mushrooms or anything during this whole thing? I'm, I'm uh, being, yeah, I'm, I'm being serious. Like, I, what's that? I microdose. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Right. Exactly. So a little bit of that yeah, with the totality, New Mexico. I mean, that sounds like a great time. No, no, Mexico. Mexico, not New Mexico. Mexico. I heard New Mexico. I, the screen said Mexico. I could have sworn he said New Mexico. We were off by half a mile. <laughs> this year we're getting it. We're getting a boat to go into the middle of the ocean to watch the damn thing in totality. Wow. <laughs> we all have different lives, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> My God. But it's amazing. So yeah. if you don't need the glasses, don't get the glasses. But I, I, I have all the glasses. And if you guys you get them on Amazon... Of course. Uh, Same day delivery. They call them. And uh, yeah, Eddie knows. I'd be able to buy a black hole on Amazon. You do need the glasses. But if you're in the path of totality, there'll be a few minutes where you don't. Okay. All right. And uh, when you say, Dan, you're a moon chaser, is this the most extreme chasing that you've done of an eclipse? I'm a gynecologist. I try to get as often as I can to do something that's completely different. Mark your calendars. April 8th, New York, 3.16 p.m. Eddie, you can fact check that, but I'm, I'm not sure. Oh, mark your calendars. <laughs> oh, thanks, Dan. Uh, there was, I mean, he's a moon chaser, but he thought it was a, uh, a lunar eclipse, but it's a solar eclipse. The glasses, right. you do need them, you don't need them. New Mexico, Mexico, right. gynecology, what, what are we doing? <laughs> no wonder he knows so much about black holes. Oh. <laughs> Woo! In the mix, baby. Uh, Gotta have it. <laughs> God. That was incredible. Uh, wow. So, so it's you... Mexico he's going to. He said he's going into the middle of the ocean to watch this. Yeah, sure, you can do that. But there's a, I think it goes through, like, New York and up into Vermont and to Maine. You can easily Google it. What was it called? Path of Totality? What would you call it? Yes. And you're going to stick around like a locally, Eddie, for this? Yeah, I don't, I'm not going to be traveling for it. I think it's midweek, I think. <laughs> Middle of Fifth Avenue. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, it's a Monday. The guy's in West Orange. I'm gonna go, and he's like, yeah, 90% in New York. Nah, I need the full experience. I'm going to the open of the ocean in Mexico. <laughs> well, 
I mean, the way he explained oh. it, he's like, he's trying to just get out of his life. <laughs> get yeah, out of something basically else. what it was. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that's... Uh, yeah, it's just start in, in Texas and kind of go northeast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 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 All right, what else, Zemo? We're not gonna, we're not gonna, we're gonna yeah, go with that later. Completely unrelated. Yeah, okay, yeah, very yeah. good. Yeah. Oh boy. All right. Uh, how about this brawl in San Antonio? Kind of close to Mexico, right? Uh, Post game handshake line after Texas A and M Commerce beat Incarnate Word. Word, which Al had a tough time with this morning. Overtime game. That really doesn't matter. I believe this was uh, an ESPN Plus streaming yep. situation as the broadcast team tries to react on the fly. UIW. Moves to 3-10, and ten. and with, oh no, this is not good. This is really not good. We've got punches being thrown. This is really bad. Oh my goodness. Ooh, full team fight. Coaches in the middle of it. Wouldn't be surprised. Someone got a nick on the face there. Uh, yes. <laughs> now, are you going to play the second clip? Yes, I am. Take notice of the end of this, G, yeah. where I think the play-by-play guy <laughs> is trying to shut her up to not call out players. Just the way I, the way I heard That's what I heard, too. Uh, yeah, wild scene that took a while to cool down. Oh Someone goodness. in the crowd was hurt and hit. It looks like a young girl. Well, we got a manager that has blood on his face and we still got guys that need to get to the locker room everyone's still rallying here alex I anderson no 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 he shuts her up no 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 not going there Man. Oh, that was a bad scene. Like so a that, really bad scene. If that guy called 911, I wouldn't believe whatever <laughs> yeah, right, he was yeah, telling really me. Really bad. Oh, yeah, I just <laughs> got stabbed. It's really bad. <laughs> like so bad. Wow. I'm bleeding everywhere. Something's got to happen. Yeah. And you're watching it happen? <laughs> I am. Like, Al wasn't all fired uh, up when he called. He was yeah. very calm when he called. Yeah, but that was with the couple dogs in a park. Wow. I mean, all right. I have them on the way. Okay. okay. All right? <laughs> yeah, thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Dude. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I could still. It puts me back to looking out my blind. Like I was. Okay. I had my blinds only open enough that I could see what was going on. Okay. okay. What is that? Is that nerves? Like, what are we doing there? I. I, th- I don't know why I was talking really low, as if my neighbors could hear me, and I didn't want to disturb anybody. <laughs> At two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. He sounds like he's broken up. That's what it really sounds like. Oh, boy. I'll tell you, between that one and the Randy Moss situation, those are two you will never live down. Oh, man. That's fun. Okay. Um, okay. 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 Where are we? All right. Um, I'm going to play this for you guys. It's actually... There's two different clips from um, one's a press conference, one's from being on a show. And this some of this was from last week, but I, based on my little mention with Jerry this morning. I don't think you guys did this. Here's uh, Tyrese Halliburton post-game Sunday after the All-Star game at the podium. He's talking to the media and one of the PR people comes to, I guess, shut the press conference down for whatever reason. I don't know. But just listen to him and tell me if you notice anything first, all right? I think I've handled it well, but I think just as athletes, as professional athletes in general. Any other questions here for Tyrese? I'm done. I think we're good. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, I'll answer your question. My bad. I don't know what's going on up here, but t- 
to answer your question, I think as professional athletes, uh, we're human beings at the end of the day. You know what I mean? So uh, I think what you put off surface level is different than, you know, we're all humans. We all have emotions and good days and bad days. Anything? His voice changed. Completely, right? Yeah. So this is a thing with him. He was on the McAfee show last week. This is another like little clip and exchange, and it, I thought it was even more evident in this one I'm about to play. Now, I threw this in right before I ran in, so hopefully, not from a cursing standpoint, just hopefully it's clipped properly. Here you go. Uh, but for us, I think that for so long after P and those guys left, and Zabonis is a great <laughs> player and they had other guys, but like I think for the more casual basketball fan, it wasn't necessarily appealing. <laughs> what? Post-basketball is not appealing unless it's Jokic or Joel or Shaq. You know what I mean? Like You have that, two different voices. I do. People say that all the time. Did you hear? I, I, mean, oh, this, yeah. I, never, I, I didn't know if it was our microphone. I never <laughs> catch it. You know, oh, like I watch podcasts after and I'm like, dang, my voice changed. I, I don't Mid-sentence. Yeah. Did you guys? I didn't do oh, yeah. I wrote it, it just, down. Two yeah. different voices. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wrote it down. It just happened. It Is just he happens a voice chameleon like Eddie? I, no. This, no, that's different. That's yeah. totally different. This, this is, is just him talking. Well, but hold on. You say you don't understand. You don't realize when you do it, right? That's correct, but this sounds like something's going on with the actual vocal cords. Okay, this yeah. has to do also with he he changes to what he's the person he's talking to. Yeah, but that's right. what Eddie does. No, no, no. no, 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 no that's what I'm saying. But that's what I, Eddie does. But I stick with that. I don't then right. change out of it. Oh, I got so you. like if he's talking to a southerner, you know, all of a sudden he's going to start using the southern accent. This guy's just kind of like in and out, in and out as far as yeah, the pitch, the deep change. pitch, the Very high much pitch. So yeah, yeah. It's like freaking people out. No, it was freaking they me were like, out. He's just got now. like two souls inside of him, yeah. like battling the aliens for are among us. Yeah, yeah like the shoulder, you, go. you know, good and bad on yeah. the shoulder. A little Jekyll and Hyde situation. So that was pretty bizarre. That would be wild. a character in like the Will Smith movie mm-hmm. where you see that happen and it gets taken over and a different voice comes out. Yeah, it's wild. All right, see what we'll see. Go. We will see you next hour. It's Boomer and Geo coming to you live in the Build Ford Tough Studio. Black hole sun. Oh man, this is obviously we're talking about this because I brought up the black hole story. But this was the height of me and music and MTV when I was in high school. I so vividly remember this video. I mean, this transports me right back to that time. Chris Cornell and the that was such a strange video. The ice cream melting is popping into my head. There was a woman in a bikini laying down on a some sort of beach chair. I remember that. People looking up. I'm going to say this was what? 1990. I'll go 94. Uh, I want to say it's a little later. Than later that. than that? I want to say it's 96. 94, Jerry. Oh, good job, Jerry. Nice job. Nice job. Mm. (laughs) Oh, there's a couple of interesting calls here. (laughs) Uh, We will get to Uh, right uh, now. Can I ask a quick quick question? Yeah. yeah. Anybody in the room familiar with Cagney Lynn Carter? Yeah, I saw this story. Yeah. Not good. Only from uh, Twitter I saw it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know if she, uh, it's sad that she um, committed suicide, but I know. Some porn fans around here. I'm just I only know nineties uh, porn stars. No, I she was one of the ones that would do um I guess appearances okay. at, in, in Pittsburgh at a particular club there. So you knew her? Of her. Yes. Yeah. And the and the reason so we, we got offered, I probably told you this story, we got offered there was one day BB Jones came in, she was doing a show at that club and she was a particular adult film star and 
we interviewed her mm-hmm. and we got in trouble because one of our big sponsors was playing the show in their showroom of the car dealership. Ew. And she said some stuff that, that was... That she shouldn't have? Yeah. Risque? That, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So ever ever after that, like, they, but we were offered her as a guest like shortly after that. And I was like, hey, why not? Let's do it again. They're like, no. <laughs> not happening. So I remembered that got yesterday. It. Yeah. Really that, sad. Yeah, I know. That's And you see a lot of that too, by the way. I know. That's a whole... That's yes. Not, why, Jerry? Why? I was just asking. I know there's an affinity for porn by some of you guys. I'm just curious. Some of you guys? <laughs> well, I mentioned a name, and I won't say who. There was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I know her. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Bill in Saratoga. What's going on, Bill? Hey, G. What's Jerry, up, man? What's Hi, Bill. On, man? What's hey, happening? Big fans. Uh, Long time listener. First time caller. Thank you. Jerry Recco. Yeah. You're like a brother from another mother, man. <laughs> All right, Bill. <laughs> well, how so? Okay. Um, my girlfriend's grandmother died last week. And I literally said out loud to her, because a bird flew over, and she goes, I think that's my grandmother. Oh, boy. Do you know what I said to her? It's a bird, you moron. <laughs> no, you didn't. I, I seriously did. <laughs> I seriously did, and I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> All right. Bill, 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 did you do it? Did you do it like Jerry did before with the in the mix, got to have it thing where he just heard in the mix and he said, got to have it. Did you do it, it just, because it just was it just popped in your brain because you listened to the show so sorry. much? Or did you do it because you wanted to send a message <laughs> that it was just a bird, you moron? Dude, it just came out of my mouth. Yeah. I, I, I Feel, felt so bad. About yeah, it's it. a bit insensitive at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah, uh, very strong Italian, you know, family and yeah. everything. And I just was a, listen to you being on a roll this morning, Jerry. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had to, I had to call in. I no, to, I, I, I we appreciate the call. I'm sorry that that happened in that moment. Doesn't mean you weren't right or wrong. But um, I hope. Oh, he's gone. I wonder if he patched it up with her. Yeah. That's I, a rough one. I would hope so. And that's an everlasting one. I that's feel like tough. that one, you got to really work hard to get that one back. Um, <laughs> by the way, uh, speaking of death and everything, so uh, oh. Zach, <laughs> Zach Martin walked in here, our production guy, and he goes, his his brother, Billy, Billy Martin, he says to me, my brother uh, almost died last week. He had some surgery on his toe, Ooh. and it, like something went wrong, but he's in the hospital, and he's he's watching us. Again, Super Z wanted us to get know. well soon, my man. Yeah, I know. But I said, hey, I hadn't seen Zach in a very long time. I said, Zach, how's it going? My brother almost died last week. I was like, oh, okay, great. Also goes to show, man, you go to the hospital, you don't know what in the hell's going on in your body. Sepsis, man. Oh, we're happens. only here a short time, and then you're dead. <laughs> Corey in Virginia. Thanks, What's going on, Corey? Hey, Jill. Hey, uh, just calling about uh, the Mets. Yeah, and um, you know this GM. I know he's coming in to uh, kind of tighten the ship and everything like that. But as a Mets fan, who's the? I mean, the Alonzo situation. I, I understand uh, they're going to let him wait to go to free agency, and Scott Boris is his owner, is his uh, agent. But besides Daryl Strawberry, who's the best offensive player the Mets have ever produced in their history? And this guy mm-hmm. hits home runs. Yes, he has a low batting average. He's always up there in RBIs every year. I, as a Mets fan, I, I, I think this the, the 
everybody would flip if we do not resign uh, Alonzo. Well, it depends. Um, well, you know what, though? Wants to be- In fairness, though, yeah. Corey, I, I, as we sit here right now, I agree with you. But if I told you that yep. next offseason, Alonzo walked, and it also depends on what type of season he has. If you found out Alonzo was yep. somewhere else and Juan Soto was a Met, I don't know that the fan base would be that upset. You're right. They'd be ticked off that one of their own was gone because you didn't expect things like that with this owner to come in, that you would lose your guys. But there are things that can be done in terms of making the team better to make you, you know, ease the pain a little bit, as they say. I I agree, and I think the Mets do have plans to, to try and get uh, Soto. But other things just that perplex me is, like, you bring in uh, Harrison Bader, uh, Yankees let him go, and now you sign Nemo, right, make him a lifelong Met, right, $180 million for eight years, he's going to retire a Met, and now you're going to throw this kid in left field for a couple of years, you know, and go yeah. back and forth, you know what you can do in there. Um, we got, I mean, we do got a good core here, and we do got don't let's, we got Alvarez as a catcher. But let's be honest with the pitching staff. We're signing one year guys. Cody Singer's the number one pitcher. Blake Snell's still out there. Yeah, they're not. I mean, they're not going to get any, anywhere near there. Blake Snell, and neither are the Yankees, by the way. And yeah. I know that that's out there. I'm sorry, that's just not. It's not going to happen. Isn't it amazing when you think about the Yamamoto, right, is yep. his name? Mm-hmm. He won the equivalent of the Cy Young Award in Japan last year and got a monster contract. The Cy Young Award winner here can't get a deal anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it really is incredible. It's, it's wild. Like well, you, it's an age thing, too. Yeah, it's, well, to and also it. the walks. The, and he, does, he doesn't pitch as many innings as you'd like. Faces too many batters, throws too many pitches. So I get all that, and I wouldn't sign him either. Um, but, yeah, it's just weird, the difference, the way we view these guys. All right, Poor and Geo coming to you live for the Build Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Jerry in for Boomer this morning. We heard some of the Anthony Rendon stuff earlier from CeeLo. If you missed it, he basically, and now, of course, is with the Angels, signed that big contract after the Nationals success that he had and and said that baseball isn't really a priority in his life, his faith that his family is, and if baseball ever took uh, over for those things, he would have to quit baseball, and then he's getting asked a million times, do you want to be here? You know, He's a guy that, since he's gone to... LA to play with the the Angels. He's he's barely played. He's always been hurt. He got in that that dust up with that A's fan. Remember he grabbed the guy. Yeah. So he he's just been he, he's been a mess. And we're talking about Rick Patino and his comments and how you said that Rick Patino was honest. And I felt like yeah, he was honest, but he also should have taken some sort of accountability for the way that the team played as opposed to pointing fingers all over the place. When you hear the Anthony Rendon stuff, I mean, is that is that honesty as well that he deserves credit for? Because oh, 100%. But I think as a fan and you see the money that they make, you just would you would hope they would just care a little bit more. And I'm not saying he doesn't care. Well, he doesn't sure. care. He it basically sounds it. like he doesn't. Yeah, he don't. He's, he's he's made it clear that he does not care. And it sounded like he's there for a paycheck and that's it. And then when you look at the track record of how much he has and has not played. Like, Mike Trout hasn't played a ton, and that's another reason why his quote that uh, CeeLo talked about earlier about wanting the organization to go out and do something rings hollow, too. Well, part of the problem your organization has had is that you don't play. You're always hurt. And I know you can't control that, but that's a fact of the situation, and, and it hurts when, when the 
arguably the best player in the game, uh, plays half the season. Uh, in this case, they spent a lot of money on Anthony Rendon. He was one of those guys they they sought after, they wanted, they got, and he there's been no bang for his buck. I mean, for what they've paid him, he's given them very little in terms of, forget numbers, just in terms of being on the field and participating. So if you're a fan of that team, it would bother me. I, I get it. As a father, totally understand that you want to be there for your family, and that comes first, and it should. But my God, just act like you care a little bit more about you know a job that's paying you a ridiculous amount of money. And I, I wonder how many other athletes feel the way that Anthony Rendon does and don't say it. I think more than we care to know. Yes, that was going to be my answer. We don't want to know mm-hmm. how many of those. And I think that there are still some guys that really desperately care yep. about bringing a championship to the fan base and winning. And I'm not saying that every athlete doesn't care. I mean, for... Crying out loud, Jalen Brunson was in tears when he was being interviewed after one of those great games that he had, and they were chanting MVP, and you could tell that he just he, he wants to win, and he also has a pretty affordable, team-friendly contract for what he brings the team. He's still making a ton of money, but that's a guy who clearly cares. I mean, I, I would be willing to say that maybe 30 to 40% of mm-hmm. professional athletes probably feel the same way Anthony Rendon does. Yeah, and have no, when they lose, it bothers them for 30 seconds, and they move on with their life. I mean, like, James Harden does not care does about not, anything. Never, doesn't appear like it. No. I mean, he cares about individually, like, getting respect and say, oh, look at my numbers here, look at my numbers there. As far as winning goes, he does not care. And He's I, made that clear. And I think before we would sit there and yell and scream about it, I think we'd all have to look in the mirror and say, how much would we care? And I don't know the answer to that. If all of a sudden I was being paid... Let's say, because these are the numbers we're talking about, between 20 and $50 million a year to play a game. And the money's guaranteed. Like, you're getting it no matter what. Uh, the desire, it takes a special person to still have that, that inner fire like the Jordans, like the Jeters, you know, the guys that win a lot, the Bradys. Not everybody has that. Not everybody has that. I do think, though, it takes a certain level of focus and drive to get to that point to get paid that well, much. for sure. So, I mean, a lot of these guys continue that. That's just their mentality. But there's others that, honestly, you know, they do what Ryan Clark said, which I put in all the work already, and now that I got the money, I'm going to try to do less. But there's two different things in play here. There is taking care of your body. There's putting the work in to be great so that you can have that contract and get another contract. And then there's the caring about winning. There's a lot of guys that are going to put up great numbers and never win a damn thing, but get rich in the process. And sure, I'm sure they look back and feel like, yeah, I'm a little incomplete, but you know what? I made $200 million. <laughs> like, I'm good. Right <laughs> yeah. or wrong. No, of Not course. everybody wins. No, of course. That's why I think about some of these these live guys, too, that go over there with the, you know, like John Rahm, the 200. Sure. So he won a Masters, right? I mean, he's got a green jacket. He's got that for the rest of his life. Never what take it get, away from him. What, you got $300 million to go over there mm-hmm. and start his own team? Yeah. I, like guaranteed most mm-hmm. of it up front. Yep. And and he's someone that's still I think is still going to have the drive to win majors. But if he doesn't, does it sting less now that he's got oh, all that I, money? Listen, he's had money before this. Now he's got absurd amounts of money. I yeah, I think it does sting less. How could it not? Yeah. Like honestly, you know, you But, but Tiger though, he's made more well, money than anybody in but, pro sports. So Tiger falls into that the special ones, the yeah. ones that are driven by winning. Tiger was, you know, there was, I think I was telling you in Vegas, there was a video um, that they posted. Uh, Golf Channel did this little uh, piece on Tiger as a, I think he was five. 
And his dad, Earl, was so confident in his ability that he was taking... He was already, like, participating in these youth tournaments at that age, which makes sense when we saw the video from when he was a really small kid. They had this uh, tournament there, this... um, I'm sorry, this match with a... I think she was 11. She was, like, the youth champion at this club in California. Now, she beat him, but there was Tiger. I think he shot 46. It was a nine-hole match. He was five. She beat him by like three shots. Point is, he was he was raised that you go out there, you compete, you win. Not everybody has that. You might be great at something, but you may not have that drive. He had it. So I think he still does, just he's not physically capable anymore. And a story that has somewhat something to do with golf that Al put on the show sheet this morning was that Amanda Renner, uh, formerly Amanda Balionis of CBS Sports, apparently was not wearing her very large wedding ring, her engagement ring, the big rock with the diamond on it during the Genesis interviews where she would, of course, talk to the golfers after they were done with their rounds. And that was like a big deal because this was like a huge rock. And then you get all these guys, and the reason why you know people are paying attention is like you get all these guys that are watching a bunch of dudes play golf, and then Amanda Renner pops on the screen, and all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, so then they notice these things. Yeah. So I remember seeing her. You know what's so funny about this is she was at the Breitling event mm-hmm. out in Vegas that Boomer had. And I remember noticing the size of that ring. She was wearing it out there. Like, it glistened. And I was like, whoa, whoever her husband is, is got to be filthy rich. (laughs) That's some wealth that went into that ring. I remember seeing that. Mm. So the fact now that it was off, like, I wonder wonder if she got a lot of comments about how big it was, that it was almost taking, it was distracting. That's why she took it off, or who so knows? There's something going on in her personal. So I guess it's usually on every weekend. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe she doesn't travel with it. Yeah, I don't know. I but mean, that's a possibility. It's amazing though that that became like I I didn't think about it until the story came out. Like I watched those interviews and I saw her with her, sure. I, but I didn't think about it. How long have you gone without your ring? <sighs> I mean, I don't play golf with it on. Four, oh, okay. four hours, I, I do. So sometimes if I, whatever, if I wash the dishes once in a while, I will yeah. take it off and put it on the little windowsill. Right. There will be times I'll go days not realizing it's not on. I mean, who knows? Maybe she see, just I left can't, it I see once the see, once it's on there, it's on there. It's like I can't. It feels weird when it's off. Yeah, yeah. Unless I'm wearing gloves of some sort. I'm kind of, I'm But we're it. men with the little band. She's got True. this giant rock. Yeah. And plus she's. There's millions of men watching this salivating over her. So has she posted anything about this response? Um, No, I don't think so, no. No, I checked this morning and uh, the articles I was reading also said that she never posts anything about her personal life. Mm. So they didn't expect her to So all golf-related, usually. Hmm. Hey, Stephen Waldron of CBS (laughs) Sports. Is uh, Amanda Renner going through a personal crisis? Oh, jeez. I've never met her. I don't know. You've never met her? Well, yeah, he's on the road. You, and you had never met Tracy Wolfson, right? Before last week? I had met her once before. I believe it was might have been like San Francisco with you guys. You got to get more in the mix over there. You're a big-time employee. You're, you're, she is a Hofstra girl, though. Which one? Amanda. Amanda's a hot. Oh, I didn't even know that. Didn't know that either. Huh. How Long about, Island girl? How about that? I wonder if she was there when I was there. She's probably younger than me, though, right? I think she's younger than me. So, How old are you? So... I'm 37. Oh, wow. She's even younger than you. She's yeah. uh, 38. Oh, you were there at the same oh, time with her. Okay. How about that? 
Why don't you get her on and and break and (laughs) solve the case? (laughs) Hofstra to Hofstra, let's go. Yeah, I mean, she would have to know, though, if with that size ring, that if she didn't wear it on television, that people would notice. She would have to know that. Well, they have. They're we, writing articles about it in the New York Post. Going to say we notice when a when a guy a grain of sand moves in a in a bunker, people are noticing this thing. You, they're not going to know that. Of course they are. I mean, look at the the headline here in uh, the New York Post. Golf fans want to know what happened to Amanda Balionis' this wedding was, ring. Now I looked at the post. This was in the Post this morning. Yeah. Uh huh. Looking at it right here. Boy, slow time. <laughs> But it's Renner now, not Balionis, right? Isn't it Renner? Balionis Renner. Oh, it's Balionis. So she's she's married. She's not just engaged. Yeah. Right. All right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, whatever. It's their personal lives. Who cares? Yeah, well, if you're going to flaunt a giant ring like that when you don't wear it, things are going to happen. Yeah, People I know. 100%. And this is not your normal run-of-the-mill wedding ring. I mean, this thing is like, there's there's in, there's insurance on that thing. <laughs> she got it stolen? No, I'm just saying that it's it's that's that could be upwards of a million dollars that thing on her hand. The ring's that big? I didn't see. Have I you did seen not, it? I, no, I did not see it at the event. I did not. I mean, I was like blinded by that, and I mm. needed the solar eclipse glasses <laughs> to look into that thing. <laughs> uh, let's go to Kevin Moreau. Wants to talk some Mets baseball and Pete Alonso. What's going on, Kevin? Good morning. Hey, how's it going? Well, I first want to get back to the Anthony Rendon thing, man. Like they don't like as soon as the guy gets his contract, it's like they don't care anymore. It's like and that, and this is and then this is kind of how I feel about uh, Alonzo. Like he's just gonna get his contract and then he's gonna start going downhill. Not all guys. I, I don't feel Not that way guys. about Pete. I just want to get back to what the other caller said too. Like besides Strawberry, like David Wright was twice or maybe ten times the player. Alonzo was. We put way too much value into home runs. Alonzo hits a home run once every four or five games, and it's great. We also all say, ooh and ah. He gives us nothing. He's like a pitcher. He's a starting pitcher. No. He comes in <laughs> once every four or five games. You're swinging too but far to the other end now. Yeah. I mean, let's, he, not, he hits a home- let's not kill okay. the guy either. He can carry right. you for a month. Listen. Okay, listen. Last year, the guy, he hit it was early. It was late April or early May. He hit two three-run homers in close the two or three games that won the game. And I thought, wow, this guy's going to have a great season. And he went into the tank for like a month after he ran his mouth to the Braves. They hit him in the they hit him in the in the wrist, and he went into the tank for the rest of the season. As far as average goes, like I see a two fifteen average, I want to vomit. Like you want to give a guy with a two fifteen average? No, uh, you know. A hundred plus million dollars. That's the first thing that goes on a power hitter. The average goes from two sixty down into the two hundred range, and the next thing to go is his power. I get, we're going to be looking at Alonzo in three years. Well, at like Kevin, I will tell you this: if you go back to last summer, the one thing I was saying was, if you're going to give Alonzo a new contract, do it now. I'm talking the summer of 2023 to where 2024 was part of it because he's not getting any younger. So I do agree. With that point, but keep in mind, he did get injured last year, came back way too soon, which was part of why his numbers weren't where they might have been otherwise. Um, he's 
is he the greatest player the Mets have ever produced? No, but let's not kill him either and call him a piece of garbage. I mean, he still is going to hit you 50 home runs, drive in 100 runs. I do agree. It depends on where those home runs are hit and when the runs are driven in. You're not wrong. And 217 sucks. That's true. Um, but let's not, as G said, let's not go so far the other way and just completely dismiss what he is. That's not fair either. I think that the all the answers to these questions will be on display in this season. You're right. And and some of the one of my stock lines that I should patent is the, the big decisions in life they make themselves. Like something will happen that you know what the right thing to do is. And this season is going to provide those answers. And I would be really, really surprised that if the end of the season that everybody thinks that Pete Alonjo should stay and, man, what a great year, and the Mets overachieved, that he wasn't back. But if they're terrible again and he's just out there hitting some home runs and this team needs to rebuild and they've got to go out and, and continue to rebuild the farm system and they're 15 games out of first place and the Braves are running away with the division again? You trade them. You trade them. Yes. Exactly. I, I agree. I hate, you know, I know Mets fans love them and I get it. But when you're talking about good business, you're going to end up trading him in that scenario for sure. Business is business, Jerry. I, I, That's I what it is. Boomer and Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Jerry in for Boomer, CeeLo in for Jerry, and CeeLo is back with us. What's going on, Chris? Hi, brought to you by the Farmer's Dog, fresh human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. Also brought to you by Jack Pocket, order official state lottery games on your phone. Well, welcome to New York, Juan Soto. So now that you're here, you guys got enough to win the World Series? <laughs> you tell me. You, if you see the lineup, you see the, our bullpen, the starters, everything, like, we we, need, we have everything that we need. And while we don't know if he'll be with the Yankees beyond this season, he definitely sounds excited to be here for 2024 at least. All that comes with the Yankee brand and, of course, Yankee history as well. When I hear that name, it just definitely, I just think uh, mostly in my favorite player, that plays here for a long time. That was uh, Robinson Cano. Now, of course, they're both from the Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. They played in the WBC together, and Soto would later say he views Cano as a mentor. That was a guy who I follow since I was a little kid, and a guy I want to be like. But definitely, yeah, it, that was the name. When the Yankees sounds like that was the name that comes up to my mind. So you can understand nice. the you know the country connection, but wanting to be like him and what Cano became after he left the Yankees and the suspensions well, and whatnot, maybe not. Maybe not the, the Probably best. Probably not. To, but the best version of him. Yes, the best version of him. The Yankee version of him, certainly, while he was here. Very productive player, as uh, as we know. All right, so since it's kind of a lighter day as far as the sports topics, we had no local teams in action last night. couple of station things here. Uh, oh, Jerry, I feel compelled to bring this up. You were out yesterday. Of course, I had the midday show, so Schwartz was in here with the fellas. And... You know, kind of became the focal point of the show, as is often the mm-hmm. case. Like, I went into the Odyssey app, and Al does a great job of writing the descriptions for each segment. It was, you know, Peter Schwartz this, Peter Schwartz that. <laughs> he wears this sweatshirt. He does this. He does right. that. So, uh, late in the show, I went ran to the bathroom, right? You know, last segment, or second to last segment before these guys are ending, getting ready for the midday show. And Gio brings up Schwartz again when he's not even in here. Okay. So, Boomer had finally had enough. And he called him out, and uh, you and I would end up in the crosshairs a little bit. You are just, like, fascinated by Peter Schwartz. I am. I totally am. I'm fascinated by his whole... I told you, I, del- I delved deep into this once with you. Why? Like, I just have this jealousy of his 
childlike innocence. fascination. It's yes, innocence. right. Yes, there's an innocence. There, it's yes. and not it's not only of his age, but it's the fact that he lives on Long Island and he's in this business that and he's been grinding forever. Every other person I know that has gone through a situation like he's gone through, well, whether it be CeeLo or Jerry is a guy who worked with in Pittsburgh, Jim Colony, they're all miserable. Like, they're all so angry about <laughs> everything. Like, yeah, it's like Frascona. He's Frascona, miserable, yeah. There's like, another one. Like, so everybody, but Peter is just, just he's just going through life like, oh, look, there's a there's a Baskin-Robbins here. Like, wow. <laughs> you, know, like, you know what I'm saying? I, I feel like there's an angel that is laying out rose petals. For Peter and his charmed life <laughs> and his people. You and I are angry and miserable. I am so, not you know? even remotely <laughs> compared, compared to him, we I'm all very are. carefree. <laughs> compared to, uh, me too. Compared mm, to him, well, we all you, are. You did not include yourself in that, uh, in that well, discussion. Well, I, I thought it was implied so, in the uh, fact yeah, that... Yeah. That I am fascinated by the fact Rascona that he can, gets he can enjoy in there it too, as well. Man, of all the names, you're right under the bus. <laughs> there is no walk of life that I am thought of as angry and miserable except here. Right, exactly. <laughs> by really our, is by amazing. our listeners and by the two guys that you work with five days a week. <laughs> I don't think even Al or, or uh, Eddie would think that you're angry and miserable. I, correct? I'd blame Craig on this. No, no, he is Boomer not, not, on no. to that big time. Right, yeah, but Craig's Boomer, the one that yeah. started this right. false narrative. <laughs> and now Boomer likes to... Oh, but hell, Boomer. He's the hammer, and he's yeah. going to wear out the hammer. Yeah, <laughs> that comes down to people being judgmental pricks as opposed to not really caring. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, Your I, opinion is nothing. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, that does bother me. An ignorant opinion... That that annoys me to no end. Well, there are things that bother you. Bother you. Well, but for I sure. Call you. I wouldn't call you angry and miserable. People are scum. <laughs> most people are useless. God, most people don't get it. They just don't get it. They f you every, every way. Every way, Jerry. Bend over, and we're gonna stick it right up your ass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else at some point is going to let you down. Just every oh, time we can do no. this again tomorrow. Come I'm on, sorry. so I heard. I walked into the control room. I said, to the, "I said I'm angry and miserable." When did that happen? Anyway, that yeah. all, all well, meanwhile, you guys are saying stuff like this, and Peter's well, like, he, "The McRib's yeah. back." <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I like how he subtly started to grease you guys for the uh, 2026 All Star Game tickets already. What? Right out of the game? Oh yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Where's <laughs> that? The at? announcement. Uh, UBS you, Arena. UBS Arena. Oh, okay. I know you were out of town with uh, with Rutgers. Over guys the got to start getting his own contacts here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Or a new email address. <laughs> what will he be doing at the next Boomer and Geo Live? <laughs> That's what Boomer well, said. He goes, dancing like a clown down, naked. Down, right. That'll come down to what do we dump on him to get him the tickets? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's continue uh, with this theme here. Well, so here is McMonagall. Uh, this is a holdover, and I've been told this was not aired yesterday, so I'll give this to mm. you. Uh, here he is breaking down the stadium series early Monday morning on his overnight program. And we had an incredible couple of days of hockey as the Devils beat the the Flyers and the Rangers beat the Islanders. Let's hear it, Yank- uh, uh, Yankee fans. Let's hear it, uh, Ranger fans. I can't. Uh, Gio's going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I did not hear that. Freudian slip. Perfect. <laughs> he is unbelievable. That is pretty funny. <laughs> he mentions the Devils, the Flyers, the Islanders, and Rangers, yeah. and then goes, let's hear it, Yankee let's fans. Still comes back oh, to the Yankees. Yep. Yep. And right, oh, Gio's going to kill me for that. He knew. He knew he was dead in the water. Well, this morning when he was promoting the fact he was going to be on with BT tomorrow, 
co-hosting the midday show. He goes, I'm bringing Yankee hot stove to the middays, and no one can stop me. <laughs> OPT, I'm sure, will welcome it. Oh, yeah, no, without it. a doubt. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we did the Tyrese Halliburton weird voice thing last hour. How about your boy Marash apart on the air yesterday as uh, Tiki took a little jab at him. So Marash was all worked up that Tommy DeVito was so involved in the stadium series. Not just for Sunday with Rangers Islanders, but even Saturday night, he voiced ESPN's big preview piece for uh, Devils Flyers. Um, so he was upset about that. Tiki took a shot, and then as he tried to defend himself... Sean's not a real Giant fan. Oh, excuse me? <laughs> excuse me? And you would never hate on a guy who's still on I'm the not, Giant. I'm not hating on <laughs> What's up with your voice? <laughs> it's, it's had it. Look, <laughs> it's had it. No, no, get passionate. What were you about to look, say? Like I have had... Him. Look how I triggered him. How could you say I'm not a real Giant fan? I'm just joking. <laughs> no, I'm no, being he, honest. I love Tommy DeVito. I hope he works out to be the starter. You know what? At some point, you got to take a timeout. Just take a timeout. Take a little T.O. What happened to you? I think the hours have gone on. I've had enough energy drinks, and I think we're nearing the end of the show, and I think my body is fat and as out of shape as it is has said, hey, fatso, you treated me like crap yesterday. You came with all your hockey passion today. You are done, pal. Go to bed. Kiss my fat ass! And he did have himself quite a, we'll call it 24 hours or so, because he was in the building. He was nice enough to come on my Sunday evening show after he got off the train about 9 o'clock. Did a Sunday evening show, let him, too. Let him sober up a little bit, and he came on. He sounded perfect, good energy. He was nice and lucid and clear and did a great job answering all the questions. But the voice finally, he finally had to tap out yesterday. Do you see the picture of those guys on A-Rod Day that they posted when all of them were wearing their A-Rod stuff? I'm not sure that I did. No. I didn't. Man. Did Evan wear A-Rod stuff? He he did. Did he really? And uh, he is just as disheveled looking as you well, could his, possibly. So it's not just the beard anymore. Even the hair looks horrible. McMonagall was killing him for that this oh, morning. That, okay. like he's got to come up with some gel or a different look or something. And I saw because I did go to YouTube to see if they, I saw that they had A-Rod on. So I wanted to see the interview and it came right up and I couldn't. <laughs> oh my oh, God. God. Looks like a mugshot. Yeah, I was going to say, it looks like he's in jail. Yeah. <laughs> Is he not allowed to cut his hair either? Is that part of the deal? I guess, or no, comb it? I guess, I guess not. Yeah, well, that, or wash it? You can oh, make the wow. case that that was always uh, an issue even before the beard, uh, to be fair. Yeah, he looks. He really looks terrible. Sure. No, he I mean, he, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's an inmate. I mean, he is... This, this is a lineup. This is, uh, this is like a... Yeah, this is a lineup. Yeah. So, I guess if they... So, he's not going to do anything with this. Alonzo's not getting signed. I'm sure he's working on if. the next way out. The, the pickleball thing backfired. I'm sure he's concocting his next plan. I mean, cut the hair fine. Let the beard go. That'll be funny. But cut the hair. The hair's worse. Honestly, the hair I feel is like worse. He always than the had beard. bare hair. Bad hair there. We just didn't notice it as much because the beard wasn't accompanying it. I think. Yeah, really. It's a bad look. I don't know. Bad look at this point. <laughs> it's not what you want. By the way, <laughs> Moresh had a bad comment about Boomer too last night. Did he? Mm. Last on the or yesterday mm. on the show, yeah, five o'clock. Oh, yeah. right. If on it was it part of the Cinco de Five? Uh it might have been. Yes. Okay. It had to do with Matt Martin. Okay. His daughter. I'll have to check into Not that. Great. We'll bring that to oh, you next. Really? Hopefully, we'll bring that Went to you next. Cross the line, personally. Well, thing. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't have liked it. <laughs> I don't have a daughter, <laughs> but if oh, I did, oh, it's one of those I things. Like, All right. Well, oh, I can, I can isn't that for next. Wrong. Time. Uh oh, but I thought you probably don't go there. Yeah, the daughter thing mm. is very, very, very tough. Yeah, they sparred a few line. times, but yeah, if you go the daughter round, that's I feel like there's you, been some you, I'll find it for you. I can find it, and then we'll play. You Listen, tell me, maybe I'm off. Clear, we don't have a ton of audio to play today, so I'm well, sure I get I can very, find that for I get very uh, defensive with the daughter stuff. So I'm probably not going to like it. 
I'm not gonna like it at all. And it's not. It's a. It's it's a Sydney reference, not his granddaughter. Just to be clear. Okay. So yeah, I would have thought. Still, that, right? yes, yeah. still his daughter. All right. Uh, you do have the hockey locals back in action tonight. Rangers stars at the Garden. Blue shirts, of course, off the uh, stadium series win. They'll be going for their league-leading eighth win in a row. The Islanders visit the Penguins. Devils at the Capitals. Uh, let me give you this. Women's college basketball. Yes. <laughs> Stay with me. LSU. Tell me it's February. That tell yeah, me it's February. I know, I know. LSU Vanderbilt uh, on ESPN. I believe this was ESPN. So a little quick late game analysis out of an LSU timeout. You tell me what you guys hear here. As a coach, I say, bitch, stay in this ball game. Stay excited. Stay enthusiastic. Pull your team through. I don't care if the officials are telling you to sit down. It's bench like the, that sounds yeah. a lot like another. Oh my B-word. god! Yes. Yeah. As a coach, I say, bench, stay in this ball game. That's close. That is really well, close. I mean, the southern accent clearly. She's bench. saying bench, but it bench sounds like something else. So that that was plastered all over my timeline this morning. Let's try to work That's that one pretty in funny. For you. Is yeah. that uh, her last name is Peck? I think. I don't. She's I, the coach I, Iowa. I think. No idea. Her last name Get is, a hobby, man. <laughs> Right, is that the one? (laughs) (laughs) Get a life. Peck is her last name, you said? I think. Carolyn, maybe. (laughs) I hear that. All I can think of is Ghostbusters. I like this morning. My name is Someone referenced someone being (laughs) Division 2. And he's like, he didn't know the nickname. It was like he was apologizing for not knowing. No, it was, no, we were talking about the brawl with Incarnate Word. And he was, because Al, like, Al was like, what is this incarnate word? He's a word? Is it word? And then he's like, oh, the Cardinals, right? And sure enough, it was the Cardinals. Uh, no, but there was a Division Two football team or something did where we? he didn't did remember. And you didn't. Oh, you said yeah, you did say you were So and so had a Division Two football team. It was you almost like you up, were Eddie. apologizing. Yes. You didn't know their Who the name. Heck was it? It's all right. You forgot already. I, I forgot. Doesn't matter. That's, Doesn't that's okay. matter. Did you guys see the um, the Brees Hall yes. call bank? Yeah, we did. talked about you that did. yesterday. Okay. Yep. All right, very good. You got that. You talked about Jacques Vaughn. Um, what else can Next I tell you? <laughs> I kinda, you that, did. You guys did in the wow. like the very early. We talked you about, the show. With we it. talked about coaches. As Gio said, they got right. Jacques well, Vaughn. You, Not yes. going to take any time on that. Well, you but. parlayed it into a coach's conversation. Because quite honestly, yes. who really cares? Other than, even Evan yesterday well, was like, "I'll do three minutes on it and I'm done." For sure. But who they get could be interesting. Well, for now, it's Kevin Ollie. He's going to run practice today. And then, Not so interesting. No, no. Well, who do you think they're going to get? I don't know. I have no idea. How do you pick a coach when they don't? You don't really have a feel right now for what their roster is or what, I, what it's going to be. I want. I want a coach that's going to be the face of the franchise. Well, I've said Van Gundy, but that doesn't seem like yeah. that's happening. See now, if they didn't have all the, if they didn't have Durant and Kyrie here, Steve Nash could have been that. But obviously, that wasn't the case with everything. He got run out of town. <laughs> yes, that's very quickly. Mean. That's right. what I mean. All right, we'll wrap it up there. Very good, yeah. CeeLo. Thank you. It is Boomer and Geo coming to you live from the Build Ford Tough Studio. Hi, right, Boomer and Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. I'm curious to hear this Sean Morris shot at Boomer thing that you were talking well, about as CeeLo goes and looks for that. It's I, not uh, a shot at Boomer. I don't want to say that. It's just something that, I don't know, you heard it like either. Okay. All right. Well, I'm so excited to hear what you... Uh, or what this is when CeeLo brings it in. But I did want to play this. So there's uh, there's new music out okay. by someone you know and you have heard of clearly. Hmm. And I'm going to play the first 10 seconds okay. 
of this. Now, you're not going to hear the voice okay? because that would probably give it away. But I'm going to play the first 10 seconds of this new song mm-hmm. for you. And I will give you three guesses okay. as to who it is. All right? Yeah. And this person is very, very famous. So it's not like I'm trying to pull a fast one on Okay. You. All right, let's hear it. Clearly a country song. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't. I have no idea. What was? Guess a couple well, artists I, ba- based on you, Jordan Davis. That doesn't sound like his sound, though. Not Jordan Davis, right? Doesn't sound like his sound. Um, Travis Tritt. No, not Travis Tritt. Reba McIntyre. Reba McIntyre. So you got Jordan Davis, Travis Tritt, Reba McIntyre. What if I were to tell you one more time, there, Al, from the beginning of this? What if I were to tell you? Don't. Don't tell me Antonio Brown. No. Well, I don't know. He's, he's a music. He does, he, he, he does music. This ain't Texas. Beyonce. Oh, well. Hey. Beyonce did a country song. Good for her. I know, it's great, right? Throw your keys up. Kind of like it, actually. Not bad. I would have I would have been here till next week. I would have never said Beyonce. Yeah. Now, did she do a, a whole country album or just a song? I don't, I don't know. I know this song is out. When did this come out? Uh, a few days ago, I think. And the curse is in the next line. Oh, okay. <laughs> how many... How many... What? Yeah, here's Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. How many streams in a couple on Spotify? 34 million right now. In three days? That's correct. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wow. Good. It means Beyonce. You can't be too surprised, no, I, right? That's not a Beyonce-type song, though. Yeah, but I think it's also got a lot of intrigue, too. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's it's totally no different. Doubt. No doubt. Um, that sounds great. Yeah, I know. I thought I'd... Uh, <laughs> Travis Tritt. <laughs> I, I have no idea where that came from. I no, I, I probably would have said something similar. I, and I only, you know, I would have never thought of her either because I thought where you were going was it was a band that has a certain sound. Yeah. You know, a lot of the bands, you know who they are when you, that was like uh, Johnny Cash. I yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Speaking of Jordan Davis, I do think he does have a new song either out or coming out. I saw something on his social media. Okay. I'm not positive. He's though. playing in Philadelphia next month, I believe. Yeah. He was just at the Manchester City game out there. He was doing a UK tour. Oh, cool. So he was out there on Sunday at the uh, Manchester City soccer game. They treated him to a whole thing. So Good for him. International Jordan Davis. Yeah. From Bayshore at the Boomer and Geo boat party to international tour dates. What's the biggest arena he could play now, would you say? He's not a stadium guy yet, you would agree. What could he uh, sell I mean, out? he uh, I mean, he opened for Luke Combs at that Mohegan Sun mm. Arena. That's all I want to know. And I think he could probably he? he could probably headline that one. That's I what think. I want to know. I think he probably headline Mohegan Sun Arena now. Could yeah. he headline the Garden yet or not yet? No, nah, I don't I, I think that's a little that's asking for a little bit too much at this juncture. I think he would even say that. Okay. Um, I but mean, he was what the country artist of the year? No, he was not. They had the song of the year? He had the Something song of the year. He had the song of the um, year. It's a pretty big deal. It is. But the garden, like I think, the, I think, I think Morgan Wallen uh, clearly he sells out stadiums. That guy, so he's one. Luke Combs for sure. Uh, we've seen Eric Church do it. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of guys. I don't, I don't. I mean, maybe there's I a said chance. the Al before the show. I was at the the Hard Rock in Atlantic City Friday night, and the Tedeschi Truck Band. Oh, I've heard there, of them. Yeah, yeah. Which I had never heard of. And when the show ended, 
the amount of people that came out. And someone said, yeah, they sold out like weeks ago. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, maybe he could. I'm not sure. You know, I'd have to I'd have to ask somebody who would actually know about it. I'm sure Luke Bryan could. He was, uh, you know, old. And Zach Bryan as well. Both Bryans, I think, could probably sell off the card. Yeah, sure. This, at this point. I mean, Kenny it is, Chesney. Kenny Chesney's done. He's, oh, Tim well, he's, McGraw. Yeah, he sells out stadiums, Kenny yeah. Chesney. I think Tim McGraw, you think he could still sell out a stadium? Uh, no, he plays like uh, Jones Beach-type places now. Yeah, but, but Kenny Chesney, man, he used to roll into... So this was a big thing with with Kenny the Kenny Chesney tour where they'd go into these these stadiums and the parking lots used to get trashed mm-hmm. by the people. Like it like it would look like a war zone after the country music fans with the Kenny Chesney tour. And you'd be like a, it looked like a, a a Bills game when they were tailgating for 12 <laughs> hours. Yeah, I mean it was just insane. I remember that being like a big news thing Kenny Chesney had to come out, "Come on guys, pick up after yourself." Come on, put stuff in the garbage pails. The only time I experienced something close to that, or maybe even like that, was the only time I went to a Bruce concert. And it was before it was MetLife Stadium. It was still Giant Stadium. So yeah. whatever year that was, it was pretty close to before they knocked it down. And I remember we got there from probably an 8.30 show, something like that. We got there around 4, 4.30, and the parking lot was already jammed by 4, 4.30. Then the people coming in with like the Bruce flags, like it was a football game, it blew me away, and I do remember because it rained that night, and he, as you guys know, he, he goes on for four hours. Yep. We left after two and a half hours because we were soaked. Not a huge Bruce fan anyway, and I remember just seeing all the crap in the parking lot, thinking, this has been some party. Maybe <laughs> not to the extent you're talking about, but I would say pretty close. Yeah, no, those, yeah, the, any any sort of stadium concert Ooh, situation, man, it's, it is a, it, it's just a complete mess afterwards. All right. Uh, let's get back to uh, some of the calls at 877-337-6666. Of course, Pete Alonzo has been a hot topic for the last couple of weeks and months. And Don in Red Bank is calling about that. What's going on, Don? Good morning. Guys, good morning. It's a pleasure to speak to you. You guys work really hard on the show. Big fan. Hi, Don. Uh, and I know I'm beating a dead horse here. Because of Boomer and your your producers, we get it. Alonzo's not going to sign because of his agent. Having said that, that's no reason to take calls from Yankee fans saying that Pete Alonso wasn't 10% of the player that David Wright was. You think that was a Yankee was, fan? I thought that was a Mets fan. It didn't sound like. Uh, what kind of a Mets fan is that? You name me the guy. You guys were talking earlier about athletes that get paid and don't care. Yeah. Like Rendon, as opposed to athletes that get paid and still want to win. I know you guys watch the Netflix quarterbacks thing. Mm-hmm. If you see how hard Mahomes works, he's one of those guys that yep. wants to win regardless of the money. What do you have, like 580 commercials on during the season or something like that? Yeah, I mean, how about even Kirk Cousins in that whole thing? I mean, that guy worked so hard. He did that brain scan oh. thing to, to get his uh, synapses firing quicker. Like that, That's another guy who put it all in, and he he's makes like $40 million a year. Yeah, and you watch that, like you watch that from their perspective – those guys get killed, man. He got hit more than anybody. Mm-hmm. But anyway, is, is there a Met that you guys can think of that's been more the face of the franchise than Pete Alonso, other than David Wright over the last decade in terms of positivity? Mm. I get we're not going to sign him till the end of the season, but let's not bash the guy like he doesn't deserve it. Yeah, and I I don't think that that and we and we said exactly that to that caller. Let's not swing it too far. Let's not bash Pete Alonso. 
I mean, I also think that that caller was going to the point of like, you're really going to pay this guy, you know, $250, $300 million for just being a power hitter that is in his 30s, uh, who doesn't do anything else particularly well, is what his point was. But I, you can't dislike Pete Alonso as a player. I think that the conversation is how much does Pete Alonso mean to the Mets? And there will be a number to that. I think everybody would love to have Pete Alonso retire as a Met, but if you're doing business in baseball in 2024 and 2025, what are we talking about as far as a as a number and years and length for someone like that? And I think that's what the caller was trying to get to. He's going he's 30 now, yeah. which means at the end of this year, the first year of that new contract, he's going to be 31. Guys don't usually, I know there's been some outliers there, but a lot of guys don't really age well, especially in the power department. And he is an, he's an okay first baseman. I don't, I think he gets um, characterized unfairly. There are people who think he's a bad first. He's fine. He's an average first baseman. He ain't not a gold glover, but he's, he's good. He's fine over there at first base. Um, the average did fall off last year. I do think partly because he was injured, but he's going to be 31. So how much is, 45 home runs and 100 RBIs worth to you when you're not going to get a whole lot else. And you also know that those numbers are going to start coming down. Like, I understand he went, he was extreme. But to the person that doesn't want to give Pete Alonso the money, the question is, what's he worth? That, yeah, that's the question. And I also need to see, like, things changed a hell of a lot for me after this past season. I understand he was hurt for a little bit, but he didn't miss that much time. But he came back too soon. That was the problem. But when you're uh, the face of a team that can win a division, which they were close to doing uh, back in 2022, uh, that led the division most of the year, when you're someone who is uh, on a team that's in the playoffs and you're in the middle of that lineup, that's one thing. When you're the face of the team and hitting a bunch of home runs for a team that's 20 games out of first place, then you're you're useless to me. I'm sorry. I don't care who you are. No, it doesn't help. I mean, I don't you're care not, if you're the best player. You're I mean, not winning games. It was the classic line where uh, Ralph Kiner used to tell this story all the time. Yep. When he led the league in home runs, he went into the GM's office of the Pittsburgh Pirates, whatever that was in the 40s mm-hmm. or 50s, and said, I need a raise. I just led the league in home runs. He goes, well, where did we finish? The GM said, he goes, last. He goes, well, we could finish in last without you. I mean, it's that's true. really what it comes down to. Yeah, no, it's true. Uh, let's go to Kenneth in Newark. What's going on, Kenneth? Hey, what's up there, Boom? Hey, what's going on, Kenneth? What's going on, brother? This is Kenneth from North New Jersey. Yeah, we, I remember you, Kenneth. You're a great caller. What's going on? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to let you have it. I just want to <laughs> say one thing. Why, why can't the Mets want to keep their homegrown player, but it's okay for the Yankees to blow Aaron Judge? Uh, uh, uh. Well, what? Come on. I mean, why can't we have one guy that we want to keep? I'm tired of you guys acting like he's nothing. Wait, wait, what are Who's you acting about? like wait, he's nothing? What are you talking about? And, and Jerry Recco, you two over there. I see you. <laughs> I, I, Kenneth, I think you're talking to the wrong two guys. No, yo, you guys. No, wrong. Kenneth, I sat here all summer last year and said the Mets need to re-sign him now. Meaning in 2023. Now we're into 2024. He's going to make a nice paycheck this year. and He's going to be 31 next year. We'll see. It doesn't mean they're not going to re-sign him, 
But this notion that you have to, Gio made a great point. If this team is eight games under 500 and going nowhere fast at the trade deadline, are you going to keep him just because he's a homegrown yeah, Met? Or, 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 or are you going to trade him and bring back more blue chip prospects so that maybe the future is that much brighter? I don't get you guys. <laughs> yeah, I just explained it yeah, to you. Hey, Kenneth, you're not Come listening. on now. What are the Yankees going to do? Or what do they do to Aaron Judge there, Kenneth? Did you hear that one? Oh, I don't heard him. Yeah, I, I paused. I heard him. I, was he was he trying to say that, or was he trying to say something after I that? I don't know. And he just I ended up know. stopping. I don't know if his phone line went dead. I I'm going to go with option two. Like, you blow Aaron Judge away with some sort of Correct. Yeah, bunch yeah. of money, and he just Probably. never said the rest of it. But Aaron Judge is also a better baseball player Yeah. than Pete Alonso. I love Pete Alonso. He's a great home run hitter. He's a fine first baseman. Aaron Judge is the face of baseball, along with Shohei Otani. Yeah, it was an MVP. He just is. Hi, Boomer and Geo, coming to you live. Phil Ford Talk Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Jerry in for Boomer today and tomorrow and Friday. As Boomer's got a few days off here in a row. And he was working his ass off there at the Super Bowl, so uh, he needs these days. Although he's listening this morning, has been nice. texting me a couple of things. It's That's amazing. a good thing. I know it's a good thing, but you would think that he would just, as I've said many times, like let's unplug here, take a, a break. No, let's take a break. Let's get a get away a little bit. He is the godfather of this radio station. Right Decompress now. a little bit. He he knows all. Decompress. Mm. You missed yesterday. He was calling all sorts of other shows over the weekend. He had called BT and Sal on Friday. You're he called, kidding. He called Brian Rascona at 10.45 p.m. <laughs> on Saturday night. Really? Yep. What was the uh, the reason for the Rascona call? Call, uh, it's, it's kind of convoluted, but just long story short, a caller called up talking about all the things that Rascona does and how he has this bread route, but he really like a boar's head route. He doesn't know how to get a boar's head route. And then the guy said, why don't you just ask Boomer? And then Rascona's like, I'm not asking Boomer for anything or whatever. And Boomer happened to be listening and <laughs> called up. He's like, I, I, I mean, I can't get you a boar's head route unless you're going to give something to me type of thing. <laughs> so this is what was happening at 1045 wow. p.m. on Saturday night. You're a loser. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what's funny about that is if any of us called in at 1045 Saturday, he'd kill us. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Don't it's you funny. have a family and a social life? Yeah. You loser. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anyway, speaking of radio station stuff, you mentioned that you were listening to Evan and Tiki yesterday around 5 o'clock, and it was after the Cinco to 5 We were talking about all the things that happened at the stadium series game between the Islanders and Rangers, Sean was. And one of the things that was on his Cinco to five zero was that Matt Martin got beat up in that fight in the first period right after the Rangers' first goal. So Lugauer pipes in, mm -hmm. and he is defending Matt and defending Boomer and defending the Islanders. And the Sean Morash line that you thought was a little bit comes uh, shortly after that. And, and just to be clear, there was no ice on Matt's jersey. He did not get his ass knocked down. He held his own. No, he held his own, but I would agree that Rempe got the best of him. But he had the high ground. So well, that's a tough fight. He's nine feet tall, this kid. I understand. So I don't think it was even necessarily a fair fight. Okay. Can what the continue? hell's up with you? I, uh, You know me. I love I you, Boomer. Number four. He's a Ranger fan, Boomer. He, it's his 
blood. It's his I family. Understand, but at the end of the day, no way. He's rooting for Matt in that spot. That's his son. Uh, not about not me, man. Uh, his only daughter's husband. Uh, Get out of here. About he's already done. You know what? With your daughter, he can get his ass kicked. Well, <laughs> that was Sean Marash, by the Why way. Why would go me. there? Because I would go there as a father. I want my he's son-in-law getting their ass kicked if they're in the he's NHL. He's rooting for a son-in-law. Like, why are we going there? Yeah. Already did the you-know-what. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm with you. That's a little cringy. A little bit. You know, you don't want to even... I mean, I understand. Marash has got two daughters, too. Yes. Yes, he does. I, you don't want to hear that. You don't want to think that. What goes around comes around, Sean. Exactly. <laughs> yes. What I'm talking about. I mean, you don't want the icky, you know, certainly. I I do, not not so much that, but I think about, like, that first boyfriend that Mm -hmm. shows up at the door thing all the time, and I don't know why I'm ruining myself with this. I I mean, Sabrina's six. You're years away from it, but I understand. You know what it is, is I get a little uh, seeing into the future with it, because across the street, there's a family that has two teenage daughters that are so great to our kids. They come over and babysit, and they're awesome, and they're great role models for the mm-hmm. girls because they're involved in sports and academics, and one got a great scholarship down to South Florida to play lacrosse. So it's, like, great. There's, like, an example across the street of, like, this is how you go through this school system and succeed and, and be respectful and do everything you need to do. Um, but, of course, you know, they're old enough to date now. You know, one of them's going to be a senior next year, and the boyfriend of... The older one, you know, they they came over to say hi one of the days or whatever. They they came over and the boyfriend was was in my house, mm-hmm. and I was just thinking, like it just, I was like, Ugh. you had a moment, yeah. And the guy was great. Don't get me totally respectful and nice, and even the dad tells me he's like, actually, I really like this guy. I don't want to like him, but I like him. Sure. I think he's awesome and does all the right things. But I just that that whole man, I'm gonna have to deal with that one day thing twice. Yeah. Well, more than that, if they have more than one boyfriend, obviously. But I, I just don't want some... So, I know. ...schmuck showing up at the door where I'm like, you got to just get away from us. <laughs> I don't want to have to do that. I would tell you not to worry about it too much right now because you're years away from it. Yeah. But at some point, you will have to deal with it. Yes. I don't want to. Right now, just enjoy them for the age they're at. Have fun. Go through life. And then when you're probably for real seven years away from that, would you say thirteen? I'm open a little bit longer. Yeah, well, seven. but I think thirteen is a is. And he better 13. not be showing up at the house with a boyfriend at thirteen. You gotta be. Let's get the high school here. Fourteen would be high school. Well, doesn't she have? Um, and Nico, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Nico's been in my home. You put the fear of God in him. No, he was he was too damn cute. This kid. Mm. He, uh, I told you, showed up at, it was a great idea. So it was a, a princess party for Sabrina's sixth birthday. So he hired the, these princesses who come over and they sing and they do, they, they do what they do, whatever they do. So they put on a show. So I believe it was Gina who came up with the idea to have Nico surprise Sabrina as Prince Charming. So he shows up at the door with the flowers, you know, in his Prince Charming outfit and gives it to Sabrina. She's blushing, you know, the whole thing. And this kid actually came up to be someone... A hundred percent trained. I shouldn't say trained him. Told him to do this. He's not a dog. Uh, told him to do this, and he comes up to me. and goes, "Hey, when are we going golfing together?" There you I'm go, like, Nico. That's your future son-in-law right there. Nah, I don't think so. And if not, thirteen, fourteen-ish, uh, high school, freshman year, of high school is when I really think you got to be start being concerned. Yeah, you know what was funny? I thought about this yesterday too because I was watching Love Is Blind, and it was some woman on there who's got a 
She's got a daughter, and then the guy was asking her, who's the father? And she goes, we met and when we were five years old in kindergarten. Wow. And I was like, oh, no. Mm. Maybe Nico, this Nico does have a shot. what I'm saying. You never know. He's probably, he's, he could turn out to be a good kid. He might be. He might, he might be. You might be golfing with him every Saturday. Well, without having, to be honest with you, that would be great. Because not having a son, and I don't know if my daughters are going to get into golf or not, would be great if they did, but I can't, you know, uh, you know, there's dance, there's all the other things that they do. You better have a, you better marry a guy that I can hang out with, <laughs> play some golf and smoke a cigar with, not some like emo now, you rocker are kid. surrounded by women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, engulfed by them. Yep. Well, you hang out with your father-in-law, right? When he comes up, yeah. But it's that's. But he doesn't live around here. Yeah, yeah. He's got your. You, it's basically your dad and mm-hmm. all the girls. Yeah, I mean that's why even I, the dogs are girls, right? No, 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 no. Elvis is. No, oh, Elvis. we have we have we have Elvis now. So he. I, well, who was the other? That the, was Ella. Ella was right. who, who that has was been it. gone for a year now. But yeah, she we had her for twelve and a half years. But yes, she was the one who had the inside-out vagina <laughs> that I used to wipe all the time. Yes, I. So she was also a female. Yes. Well, this is why I this is why I scurry to the portly villager all the time. <laughs> to escape. Yeah, because <laughs> there's just men in there I can talk to. So this is a this was a perfect example of this just popped into my head the other day. So, a uh, buddy of mine was was here. You met him, Mike Harris, the UMG Nashville guy. He splits okay. his time from uh, the Universal Music Group Nashville. He splits his time from from Nashville and, and Long Island. Mm-hmm. So he was he was asking he was here this weekend he's like he's like what are you what are you doing I said well I'm going to go up to the Portly Villager this afternoon he goes what's the Portly Villager I guess he doesn't listen a lot so says my local watering hole in Sable where I met all my Sable golf and boating buddies the second I moved here so then this popped in my head this analogy I said going in there for the first time was like the moment in the Blind Melon video where the girl dresses a butterfly saw everyone dancing like her in the same costume in the field. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, there's other ones like me? <laughs> a like, lot like you, actually. It's <laughs> <laughs> a whole world out there for you. <laughs> right? You walk in, you're like, okay. This is, you're like looking into a mirror. <laughs> Pretty much. Everybody's there, but, same thing, but complaining you, about their family. If you ever joined a golf club, your wife may never see you again. No, 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 no. That's not true. Because if I did, it would be she would be there a lot too. Because it it would be a lot of stuff for her to do. True, but you'd be out there; she'd be over here. Yeah, which is fine, right? Is that how Same place, relationships yes. survive? Not <laughs> seeing one another. <laughs> in some cases, yes. That's very uh, true. All right, let's go to uh, <laughs> Brian in New Jersey. What's going on, Brian? How's it going, guys? What's, What's up, up, man? So I had the distinct pleasure of walking Sydney and Matt Martin to their car on Sunday after the Rangers Island. Oh, really? Nice. Were you a security guy or something? I do. I work at the stadium. Oh, nice. Awesome. Well, that's about the best uh, assignment you could get with those two. Yeah, I think it was just more luck of the draw than anything, to be honest. So, uh, so yeah. So, what? Uh, any any other insight there? Was was Matt? Uh, was he bleeding from his face from the <laughs> fight, or what was going on? Honestly, we ended up leaving him in the dust. They were like twenty five feet behind me. I was talking to Sydney the whole time. <laughs> it couldn't have been uh, any nicer. So I yeah. couldn't really get a good look at him. <laughs> oh, that is funny. I didn't even know who he was until we were halfway there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, Brian. And Sydney's Sydney's a lot of fun to talk to. Like she's she could definitely carry on a good she she gets rolling busting her father's chops man it's it's fun 
It's everything you would expect. It is. It is. It is really fun. Uh, let's go to Jim, who's out in East Patchogue. What's going on, Jim? Morning, Gio. Morning, Jerry. How Jim, are you guys? great, Jim. What's up? Gio, I have two grown daughters. I've always had female puppies and all females surround me. But as far as your daughters go, it's always going to be that way because they always marry their fathers and you know what you're like. So you're always going to, they're never going to be good enough for your daughters. You're always going to be wary about them. Yeah, well, of course. But I mean, I'm, I'm as much as I, I like my father-in-law, we are not similar at all. <laughs> 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 oh, okay. Well, I'm saying so that's, that's a little bit different, but uh, you know, we we will. So we do like fishing together, but as far as like everything, you else, get along with him well. I do get along right. with him well, but we're, doesn't mean you're the same. No, we are not. We are we are not the same. It's funny because he, you would think because of what I do for a living that if we're together, that I would talk more mm-hmm. than him. I could not get a word in when I'm around him. He, is that because he's interested in what you do, or he's just much more personal? No, he just talks a yeah. lot. He's just got a lot, lot to say. You know, yeah, I got I, a lot to say. We all know people like that, and I always sit there and say, "There's a happy balance. You don't want to be a mute, like many of us seem to be when we leave here because we talk yeah. all morning, right? But you also don't want to be that person that has no awareness that you have crossed the level of us caring a long time ago." As they just continue to talk and talk and talk, there's a nice happy medium. I wish we could all get to. Yeah, I know. That self-awareness thing with people who talk too much, is it, that's a major problem. I don't know how many times I've had to text somebody to save me from a conversation. Yeah. Or the one that gets right in your face and not Close that they're doing talking. Any, yeah, and they're not, it's nothing rude. They're not. It's just them. Super Z! <laughs> no, he, no, no, no. No, he does not get up in your face. That's not true. Uh, uh, but there are plenty that do, and it's frustrating. Yeah. Ah, oh, God. I know there's one guy locally who... One of my friends calls him a conversation terrorist. <laughs> That's a tough word. Because <laughs> he just comes in and just blows everything up. Oof. That's what he does. He's the worst. Because he just doesn't stop talking. Yeah. About stuff you don't care about. And you can't get away from it. Yeah, it's, it's tough. And it's just the unawareness is fascinating to me. It really is. Let's go to Ralph who's calling from the Jersey Shore. What's going on, Ralph? Hey, GL. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, What's up, man? I have the little advice worry about your young daughter uh, i have a 35 year old daughter that that i um spent a lot of time with when she was young we did a lot of activities together fishing being one of them i was a fish fanatic you know when i was young and um one one thing i did i got her involved with sports very early and did everything with her and we became partners for travel ball um this is well she all the way through high school and she kept her interest, and it kind of kept her away from the boys to a certain degree <laughs> because we so focused on that stuff. And also, she got together with a group of girls when she was five, I guess, and they grew up together, and they, and they were very close. And they all thought the same way, you know, in terms of the way their parents thought and this and that. So my, my advice is get as close to your daughter as you can and do as much as you can with her, and she won't want to disappoint you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I um, I got to get some healthier habits then, because then I'll just be hanging out with her at the local bar. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're doing all right with your healthy habits. No, I know, I know. I do. I, I also don't want to be the person that's forcing kids into doing stuff. So we like introduce oh, no, the things. Gotta, they have to like it, right? Like, introduce them. Hey, you want to play some soccer? You want to play some lacrosse? You want to do this? You want to do that? And then we'll see what they end up like. I completely agree. Like, she didn't but like to choose them to it, right? But I don't want to keep forcing them into stuff. I don't know what the hell the right answer is. 
Just don't bring home a schmuck. <laughs> that's the right answer. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> when you're that's 15. all I want. That's, yeah. all, that's all I'm looking and for. And my answer to you is don't worry about it just yet. Uh, yeah, but it's impossible, right? It's impossible not to think about it. Especially because you, you had two it. sons. I know. I, you know? I, I understand. It's like when they... Yeah. Especially when you had this kid show up at the door with flowers already at a six-year-old <laughs> birthday party. <laughs> That's a bit much. <laughs> yeah. And all the moms like, oh! How adorable. Oh, my God! <laughs> right? Even that, even that party it was nothing but women. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> there, was one, uh, there was one dad who showed up at that party who brought his daughter there. And uh, he looked at me. He didn't know who I was or anything. He just walked in and he's like, he's like, man, he's like, I'm, I'm feeling out of place here. I said, so am I. This is my house. I know exactly what you're talking yep. about. I said, you want a beer? And he goes, no, no, no. Okay. We'll be outside. Yeah, right. And he's like, no, I'm good. Thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> Tough one. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's go to Charles Rockland County. What's going on, Charles? Good morning, Gio. I'm very. How are you, Charles? So, I'm, you know, I'm in a very similar boat as you, except I'm a little younger. I'm 28. I got three daughters, four, three, and one. And I'm, I'm already yeah. thinking about it. Uh, hopefully, the day comes when I have a son, but when I don't, I, I've been trying to show my kids baseball, football, diehard Yankee and Giants fan, and they just, they don't care about it. I love playing ball, and I'm just waiting. Uh, you know, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, they better bring home someone that, that I can sit down, watch the game with, go have a catch with, go play baseball, go to the game with. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've been trying. I'm trying. I know they're young, but, like, I know the pain. I know the pain. I'm already thinking about it. They're young, but still, you know? Yeah, I, I do. I know exactly what you're talking about. And, <laughs> you know, I... Um, so, Sabrina seems to be interested in football. That's like, great. She seems... She always wants to know what team is playing, what's the name of the team, and then she's already understood that the Vikings always lose. Like she'll uh-huh. say, she go, "Daddy, why do the Vikings always lose?" <laughs> and I'm like, "It's just who they are, you know." Um, but so she seems to be into that. When she was very young, she loved like she was fat. I mean, I'm talking like two years old. She was like fascinated by watching baseball, but she's not that way anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but she seems to be into football. It'd be a fun thing too, tennis. Yeah, something the two of you can do. Yeah. Golf's hard, but I mean, I like to, I, that. Well, no, great. no, the, the golf's a, and a good thing for her to start now too, and I don't think she'll pick up on it the first couple of times. But if you bring her a few times, as you know, once you get it, you get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden, you got a lifelong ahead of you playing golf with her. Yeah, that would be great. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. Uh, Nick in New Jersey, what's going on, Nick? Jerry, Gio, how are we this morning? Hello, Nick. Nick. Hey. Nick. So, Jerry, you have two sons. Yeah. I don't. I don't think this conversation is. Um, I don't apply. I understand. Now, I, Gio, I have a four-month-old daughter at home. It is my firstborn child, and I tell you, every time I look at her, I could only. I'm dreading the day she brings home a boyfriend. <laughs> dreading it. <laughs> also, I play a lot of golf as well. We belong to a club in New Jersey, and I've been doing a lot of research on this. And I think the general consensus from a lot of these pros or people that have gotten their kids into the sports, especially for for females, is social. Like, girls like to be around other girls. So the one thing that I'm hearing, especially from the guys that that belong to to my club that have daughters that are into it, because I've played with them and I'll ask them, 
they say get them in early and get them in with other women because obviously women like to be around other women but it also builds competition so they see one girl start hitting mm-hmm. it far and then they want to start hitting it far and that's how you kind of build the addiction from what i've heard so we're, gonna give we're trying to train our children into the things that we like this is awesome you're on the same page as me well, Nick. it's like yeah. trying to create a bond though yeah no i know i'm gonna be <laughs> like i gotta start doing this and become like earl woods with her <laughs> Get out there. <laughs> Work on your short game. Don't embarrass me. 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. man, oh, man, oh, man. I don't know. It's it's tough. You just you, you try to enjoy the, the moment that you're in, but you just think about you just think about the future all the time. You can, but please enjoy now. That's what everybody says. But it's not that easy. I was enjoying the other day. I was she was being very very charming, Sabrina. I was like, ah, this is I'm enjoying. She wasn't having one of her whiny meltdowns about something. And I was like, ah, this is great. How great you'll is she? miss those whiny meltdowns at some point. No, I will not. Yes, you will. I will not you miss will. a meltdown. You will look back and be like, you you were such a pain in the butt, but it was. I'm telling you, you will. Um, and not necessarily the moment of it, but the age. That's what I mean. Yeah, I mean, the summer right now and her terrible twos where, like, the smallest thing will go wrong. Like, like if you open, like, the goldfish the wrong way, like, she'll flip out about it. Like, nah, it's upside down! It's upside down! And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, I will not miss that. Yeah, that you might not miss. <laughs> yeah. I want my jammies on! And I'm like, we're getting your jammies. No, not those! I want my other jammies! I'm like, oh, God. Oh! Uh, maybe fast forward to 15. Ah! <laughs> My other ones! Okay, all right. These? No! Okay. It's like, it, but that's definitely a terrible twos thing. Like, she'll grow out of that, but boy, is it it's something else. Father's bigger to your daughters. Daughters will love like you do. Is this John Mayer? How are you doing, G? Didn't John Mayer have sex like a hundred thousand women? Yeah, a lot. <laughs> He's like talking about this. <laughs> like oh, very timely. You see that yeah. skin. <laughs> The same she's been standing there. You guys are the worst, man. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't work. I thought not. Black Hole's son was rough earlier. Right, oh. Do not work with two guys who don't have children. <laughs> they are capable of doing anything. By the way, when that guy said, I'm 28 and I got three kids, you see Al's face? <laughs> no, I was like, what? Uh, is this guy insane? <laughs> I got, I'm 28, I got three kids, four, two, and one. Al almost fell off his chair. <laughs> <laughs> this guy insane. <laughs> As Al told me earlier, he couldn't even fathom going back to 25 trying to figure out a career. Forget having three children. Yes. Jeez. Which he clearly by 25, he had one already. Not Al, the caller. Yeah, right. And you said you wanted to go back. Uh, there are asp- there's things I would definitely go back and read. Not 25, more so childhood. Oh, go back and redo, you're saying. To relive, redo, yeah. Yeah, things that I, I miss. Things that you, know, you miss. Never get back, yeah. Like what? Yeah, innocence, childhoods, playing sports, you know, things like that. High school baseball, probably mm. not ever giving up playing hockey, you know, organized, things like that. Yeah, I, I don't have 
a ton of regrets in that way. I, I don't do, even call them regrets. Just things you want that, to do it again. you know, with the benefit of hindsight and knowing what I know now, things that I would have done differently. It's the way it is. Yeah, I would have played harder in high school football. Yeah. Like, because I, I never, you can never get that again. Like, yeah. you're not, obviously, you're not going to play college football. Yeah. There's times I'm like, ah, didn't want to practice or whatever. And the coaches should, always tell you, like, oh, you're not going to get this time back. And yeah. you're just like, yeah, shut yeah, up, shut whatever. Up. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. And then there you are, many Hard years later. Hard to know in the moment. Right. Uh, all right, CeeLo, what's going on over there? Brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh, human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. Also brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. It is a light day, audio-wise, as you might have noticed by now. Not much action last night. Always a uh, slow week for us in sports. We do have some fresh Anthony Rizzo audio from this morning, though. Post-concussion syndrome, which ended his 2023 season prematurely. Behind him now. Feel great. Excited uh, for the new season. Uh, all the head stuff's behind me thankfully and uh had a very normal off season and um just felt very long but um excited to be back in camp all right we got bruce beck on the ground in tampa driving the q a this morning you won it all with chicago what would it mean to win it all in new york it'd be great this is new york city's the you know the mecca of the world so a parade would be would be amazing uh, to celebrate. You just see the Chiefs celebrating, and uh, you know all these parades on that. When any sports team wins, it's it's where you want to be. And this Rizzo, you can sit on my face. <laughs> uh, we for, I do feel like we forget about what he went through last year. Yeah. When we talk about the and how good he was Yankees. before he got yes. hurt, and how he just yeah because he wasn't right, and we didn't know. Yes. We were conveying, oh, he's hurt, but we weren't thinking head. You were thinking, you know, yeah, yeah. neck injury or something with that collision there at first, so on and so forth. So, And it is, I believe, the final year of his contract. So as far as winning a championship, him getting up there in age, I mean, who knows what the future holds for him beyond uh, 2024. We shall see. It's a morning where I'm going to go ahead and get away with playing a couple of quick Aaron Boone cuts, which oh, I know wow. Gio hates. <laughs> Man, uh, how quick. slow it is. Quick, it is slow. And you took away the Mirage thing for me, so I got to bring right, something I did do else that, yeah. here. That's fair. <laughs> uh, quite the comparison for one aspect of Juan Soto's game. We've talked about Soto's ability to control the zone. Is there anyone from your playing days that he reminds you of in that regard or stands out to you as someone who is particularly skilled in that way? Barry Bonds. No hesitation wow. from the skipper there. High praise. That's and some pretty good name. Yeah. Yeah, good company. Sorry to cut you off there, Jerry. Uh, also had a decently strong take on a new look for Glaber Torres early in camp as he's joining Austin Wells and Nestor Cortez and others in rocking the uh, mustache. More, what did you think of Glaber's mustache and what kind of expectations uh, are you expecting from him and other guys since walk here? Yeah, I'm not totally on the mustache, but um, <laughs> I'm excited for Glaber. <laughs> I think David's <laughs> yeah, to get that. We're back to the normal. But, uh, I'm excited for him. And by the way, if you missed it at the end there, he says, I think he's going to have a big year. And this is to your point about yeah. Patino earlier. Like, we, the guys never say anything. We get on when they do. Wake me the next time a manager or coach says, Yeah, this guy sucks. He had a terrible <laughs> season. And he had an awful offseason. He's in terrible shape. And I think he's screwed. Have you seen this mustache? I have, yes. He looks fine. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I wish, I, I'm not a mustache guy. I wish they'd all kind of move on from it at this point. Austin Wells has a very, it's, it's a fuller, bushy mustache. Glaber's is a little bit more yeah, well, it's not well bad. kept, I yeah, would say. That's the only thing they're allowed to grow. I know that's that. Why. But like, at least Rodon realized like last year was a disaster. I gotta get, I gotta ditch that. At least for like, he showed up clean shaven, no mustache. You know he I mean? looked good with it, actually. I, I know, but, he, but that was such a He's nightmare last year. He's trying to scratch 2023. You got yeah. to change that up, man. Right. From the 
getting hurt early. You remember that was I forget if it was his first start or not when he blew the kiss to the fan out oh there on the West gosh. Coast. And then I completely forgot. Right. It's how out of the mix they were down the stretch. Do you remember his last start in the regular season? Mm. He didn't get an out. That's right, in the first and inning. He, and then he turns yes. his back on Matt Blake. Yes, I do remember like, that. I mean, you, you want to talk about one of the worst all-time first seasons That's ever right. signed at a big free agent deal ever. brutal. Oh, I forgot about so, that. So, I mean, it's all well and good that he's in shape now, and apparently he's got his head screwed on straight, but had to Cole get rid of Cole Rodon, Stroman, Schmidt, and Cortez. Yeah. Interesting. That's it could be great. So many people it think could be maybe great. Blake Snell, but I mean... We'll see. Uh, I don't. I don't know about. They're that. right up. You saw the story. They're right up against yes. the luxury. T- I mean, you're going to pay basically double and then put some of that into other teams. Yeah, pockets. I don't see it. I, I don't yeah, see it. doesn't quite make sense. Uh, we shall see. Did you uh, read the story at all about uh, what Travis Kelsey did for Taylor Swift for Valentine's Day? No, you I see did any not. of this. Hey, no, we're going. We're, we're really digging deep here today, Jer. Um, <laughs> I mean, we're all, me. <laughs> we're, we're all married now, so we don't maybe do as lavish as we once did. You want to take a stab at how much money he I spent? Saw the, I saw I saw Okay, Gio, you want to take a stab on how much money he spent on Miss Swift for uh, Valentine's Day? $50,000. Oh, wow. Jeez. I guess I undersold it. What a bum. More than thirteen grand. Oh, okay. Yeah, but he got her a whole bunch of stuff. She, she, of course, after the Super Bowl, didn't stick around for the parade. She had to go back to, or not back to, but to Australia and continue her tour. Really? Well, they, they broke it down here. So when she arrived in Melbourne... In Australia, she was greeted by... You mean Melbourne? It's pronounced Melbourne. For Melbourne? The Melbourne. Yeah, there were locals. Eddie? Well, I never knew that. Back me up. I am ignorant of that. Oh, okay. Melbourne. I have a friend that lived huh. there for a couple of years, so he said there... It's so just it was sort Melbourne. of like a Spain thing with like Barcelona? Yeah, I guess so. Ibiza. Hmm. So maybe I'm just being bougie. It here in the States, we say Melbourne, so All that's right. fine. In any event, uh, she got 250 eternity roses which were set in a monumental round Parisian-inspired hat box. I don't know what that is. That cost 2100 Then she got another 250 roses after the original arrived, this time in hot pink. And then going along with the floral theme, he bought a handmade rose sculpture made by Perigold. That was 3100 And then you had some sort of uh, black beret from Dior, 1100 And then a handbag for 5100 And this was all... Gifted to her in Australia as they were separate, and he somehow put all this together on the fly in the midst of Super Bowl week <laughs> and winning the Super Bowl and the parade. And so. I saw a very funny post on X that went viral. That I so there was a oh he's laughing before he tells the story. Uh, that means it's going to be uncomfortable. So it was a picture of her on stage, and she has a very flat bottom in this picture. Okay. Okay. And the caption was, imagine winning the Super Bowl and having to clap them cheeks. Come on. And I laughed (laughs) for a good five minutes. Five minutes? Just on and off. (laughs) You know, and start thinking about it again. That really got you, huh? Well, if you saw the picture, it's just perfect. You know, it just really, you know. He's also not a fan. Yeah, so. So it's right up his alley. (laughs) You're not a fan of Taylor Swift? Uh, Not like, no, I shouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> we would. <laughs> as a human, I mean, or are we talking no, no, from no, a music no. standpoint? I, I, I don't understand why she's as popular as she is. Okay. That's all. I, of all the, the I famous can, I, musicians I out there, I understand that a little bit myself. I'm confused. Yeah. I actually, uh, me and Lame Duckskin, we were talking about doing a <laughs> podcast together Spike. just oh. on. <laughs> oh, lame, I got it now. Okay. Just on <laughs> her ride, like how she became more popular than anybody else in music these days. And I hats off. Yeah, to I don't her. really know either. But you know, so like 
but there's an answer somewhere, and I'd like to figure it out. But hmm. she's the most popular thing in in music. The world. Right? She's the most famous <laughs> woman in the world. Yeah, yeah, it's impressive. Imagine if I would have told you in August that Taylor Swift is going to take over the NFL. <laughs> yeah, you would have thought I was nuts. Yeah, I would have. Yeah, I would have. Uh, many would have. Yeah, no ass, and that's not good for anybody. <laughs> All right, you made your point. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, The Nets did fire Jacques Vaughn on Monday. You've got former UConn coach and uh, Nets assistant Kevin Ollie. He's going to take over as the interim. He'll run practice today and then coach the team Thursday night against the Raptors. We also gave you the uh, Rick Pitino quote, the follow-up to Newsday Monday after he ripped into his team, at least we thought, on Sunday following that loss to Seton Hall where they blew the big lead. Says he wasn't ripping into anybody, just pointing out in a monotone voice why they lost, what the issues were and felt that his team needed to not only hear his words, but read them as well, and that was his intention. And you also had uh, UConn women's coach Gina Oriema breaking a tie with Mike Krzyzewski, mm. second most wins by a head coach in D1 men's or women's college basketball as uh, the Lady Huskies beat Creighton 73-53. Let me get to moment of the day now, brought to you by... I don't have it in front of me. Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. It's like a song lyric. Once you start yes, that first line, it, it rolls kicks, right out. right in. Absolutely. All right, so this is really long, but awesome. Instead of moment of the day, more like caller of the day or sequence <laughs> of the day. Yeah. As we heard from Dan, the moon chaser from West Orange, who was all over the map because first he thought he was chasing an upcoming lunar eclipse. It's actually a solar eclipse, as Eddie informed us. And I'm not satisfied to stand by and view from here in the Northeast. So he's headed to Mexico in a big way. We're getting a boat to go into the middle of the ocean to watch the damn thing in totality. <laughs> wow. <laughs> We all have different lives, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my God. We do, but it's amazing. So yeah. you don't need the glasses, don't get the glasses, but I, I, I have all the glasses, and if you guys you get them on Amazon, they're so Of course. Uh, Same-day delivery. Glasses, they call them, and uh, yeah. Eddie knows. I'd be able to buy a black hole on Amazon. You do need the glasses, but if you're in the path of totality, there'll be a few minutes where you don't. Okay. All right. And Uh, when you say, Dan, you're a moon chaser, is this the most extreme chasing that you've done of an eclipse? I'm a gynecologist. I try to get as often as I can to do something that's completely different. <laughs> so everybody mark your calendars. April 8th, New York, 3.16 p.m. Eddie can fact check that, but I'm, I'm not oh, sure. Mark your calendars. Oh, thanks, Dan. Uh, there was, I mean, he's a moon chaser, but he thought it was a, a lunar eclipse, but it's a solar eclipse. The glasses, right. you do need them, you don't need them. New Mexico, Mexico, right. gynecology, what, what are we doing? <laughs> No wonder he knows so much about black holes. Oh. <laughs> Woo! In the mix, baby. Oh, Gotta have it. <laughs> oh, God. That was incredible. Oh. Wow. So, so it's Mexico he's going to. He said he's going into the middle of the ocean to watch this. <laughs> yeah, sure, you can do that. But there's a, I think it goes through like New York and up into Vermont and to Maine. <laughs> cool. You can easily Google it. What was it called? Path of Totality? What'd you call it? Yes. Whew. And you're going to stick around like a locally, Eddie, for this? Yeah, I don't, I'm not going to be traveling for it. I think it's midweek, I think. <laughs> In the middle of Fifth Avenue. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, it's a Monday. The guy's in West Orange. I'm gonna go. Eddie's like, yeah, 90% in New York. Nah, I need the full experience. I'm going to the middle of the ocean in Mexico. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, the way he explained oh. it, he's like he's trying to just get out of his life. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what it was. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that's... Uh... <laughs> we, I told you it was long, but there was a lot. I, there was just too many too yes. many great parts of it. Uh, even with the whoosh sound, I don't think I... I don't, I'm not sure there's much I would have cut Fair out. Fair enough. So that was just brilliant. Nice. So, Dan, safe travels. <laughs> Enjoy yourself out April there. April The ocean in Mexico. Mm. <laughs> and he's on the mushrooms, right? I love it. We didn't get that part, right? He's no, we mu- did not. So I just wanted to read this uh, post here from oh, Al that he put out to the Morning Show account. He goes, hey, Boomer, <laughs> if you're wondering how today's show is going, last segment we took a call from a moon-chasing, micro-dosing gynecologist. <laughs> Which is exactly right. That is true. There's nothing about that post that is wrong or false or exaggerated. That's funny. Yeah, we did not get to the micro-dosing of the mushrooms while watching a solar eclipse. Boy, is, is Boomer on a, in the middle of the ocean on a boat in Mexico for the rest of the week, by the way? Or? No. I think he's getting on a plane soon, and he's going to be out uh, the West Coast somewhere. Okay. That's Very where nice. I think he will be. Nice. Uh, all right, CeeLo, we will see you tomorrow. Yes, sir. All right, former Geo on the fan at CBS Sports Network. So, obviously, there's nothing going on on TV and in sports. So, I've been watching, uh, trying to catch up on some of the uh, scummy TV that I watch. And uh, Love is Blind is back with another season. So, I'm watching that. And there's, so the way that this show works is they put these people in these pods. So, you got, you can't see each other, singles in these pods. And the woman's on one side of the wall, the man's on the other side of the wall, and they talk and they go back and forth. They're not supposed to talk about appearance. It's not they're just supposed to learn. Love is blind. You're supposed to learn about each other. Fall in love. Now, I they really need to take this show to the next level and throw like a 450-pound person in there, like a little person, and then really find out. But generally, you just get average-looking people right. that are in there. So never in the this is like the sixth season of this and never have i seen anybody refer to what they look like they never they're not allowed to do that Mm -hmm. so this woman says to the guy has anybody ever said that you look like a particular celebrity and he goes and this guy actually looks like justin thomas the golfer looks like spitting image he goes yeah you know people have said that to me why do people say that to you and he didn't say who he looked like and she goes yeah i do i get I get some of that. And he goes, oh, well, well, who? And I'm like, oh, you're not allowed to do this. Mm-hmm. You know? So I'm curious to see what she's about to say because she looks oh, nothing. cliffhanger? No, no, hold on. No, no, no. Oh. As I'm watching this, and I'm like, she doesn't look like any sort of celebrity to me at all. Like, who, who possibly could she be looking like? And she goes, you know uh, Machine Gun Kelly's girlfriend? Oh, God. And he goes, Megan Fox? <laughs> He's like, you look like Megan Fox? And she goes, well, I mean, people say that because I have dark hair and blue eyes, but I mean, don't get too excited about it because I mean, I, I mean, I don't really see it, but uh, one of those things. She's like, Megan Fox. <laughs> she looks. You look more like <laughs> Megan Fox than she looks like Megan. Fox. I don't want to look at Megan Fox. Come on. <laughs> I, I mean, and now all this guy's going to be thinking about because he's he's like got this connection with this woman through the wall. Now in his head, he's just going to yeah. be thinking about she looks like Megan Fox or something like Megan Fox. So I don't. I've never seen the show. So would that disqualify her? Or no, they- no, no. I, I I don't believe that. That no. I I don't think that. Uh, 
I just I just saw a headline in New York Post. I got to read after this. I don't think that you get disqualified. That's never happened. Okay. Like you get you get uh, uh, eliminated at all. From you remember this? what her name is? Yeah, Chelsea. So if you go Chelsea, uh, love is blind. Chelsea. Yeah, that's right? her. Yeah, she has a very pointy chin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's not Megan Fox <laughs> at all. Nope. No, I'm more Chelsea Clinton. Chelsea Clinton. <laughs> what? Yeah. Look at like right there. Yeah, I don't. She looks like I don't even. I, there's nobody that I think she looks like, honestly, at okay. all, except herself. That's that's it. But the Megan, not Fox, that. The yeah, no, no, no. The wow. Megan Fox thing is ridiculous. Mm. So by the way, the thing when I was just trying to yeah, look the up, post. yeah, so I was just trying to look up the Megan Fox picture. The first thing that popped up on X, New York Post, Evan Roberts rips fat Ranger fans after Stadium Series win. <laughs> that's the headline. Huh. Okay. Evan Roberts had a message for the fat Ranger fans celebrating their improbable 6-5 overtime win over the Islanders in Sunday's stadium series. All you fat Ranger fans have walked out of that building last night all pumped up, beating your chest, little brother this, little brother that, understanding it's the same crap game as if the game was played at UBS, Roberts said Monday on WFAN. You don't get extra points because it was at MetLife Stadium. Uh, to, 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 yeah, I mean that's and basically that's the end of that. Okay. But I mean, I, I mean, it's got to be a, the Marash thing, right? Like, I don't. Where's we going? Fat Ranger fans for probably. It's yeah, just, he. I would think that Sean was probably thumping his chest after that win. Yeah, of course. So he's just thinking every Ranger fan is fat because Sean is, and Sean was complaining or is screaming about it on social media. Wow, Evan Roberts, fat Ranger mm, fans. Mm. That's one you yeah. slow day. <laughs> All right, uh, Pete is in New Jersey. What's going on, Pete? How you doing, Jay? What's up, man? What do you got for us? Uh, well, you were talking before about uh, your daughter bringing her first boyfriend home. Yeah, yeah. Well, my daughter's first boyfriend she brought home was Anthony Gallo. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> you're, you, are, you are you are kidding us. You're you're not you're no, not I'm being not serious. He took her to the prom. You could ask him. Oh, how nice. All right. Did he... Oh, my, daughter's, my daughter's name is Nina. Okay. All right. So did he look like he does now back then with the very long hair and the beard and the, the troll-like aura? Oh, God. Oh, uh, he hasn't changed a bit. <laughs> they, he looked the same then as now. Yes. All right. Did. So this is a serious question. He walks in. Your first thought was what? Well, I knew him before that anyway, but... I never knew that my daughter was dating him, so I was a little petrified. <laughs> what a great word, petrified. What's going on, pops? <laughs> Yo, I got this meat. How about me, you, and this blunt in the backyard? We think. <laughs> oh, funny. Pete. So how long? When, when did they break up? Wanna, next time you want to punish him, tell him that his mother's got to make her, her deep dish pizza. Okay. All right, the deep dish pizza. I will. Uh, I, I'll remember that, Pete. When did they break up? Oh, geez, that was in, in high school. And how relieved were you? <laughs> uh, you know, I think he's, he's not a bad kid, but you know, you got to play the dad role. Oh yeah, of course. All right. Do you <laughs> like the, the? Is your daughter married or dating right now? Uh yes, my daughter's married. I have a grandchild. Very happy. All right, and do you like the guy? Oh yeah, he's not a bad kid. Okay, not a well. That's not quite a great endorsement there. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. mean, if you, man, I tell you, if if 
Anthony Gallo was your son-in-law, that would be an amazing, amazing thing, Pete. So, uh, He's going to be someone's son-in-law. He will be. He will, Pete. I appreciate that story. But yes. But Gallo, we, we don't see Gallo anymore after he no, got demoted. No, I know. I, it's, it's so funny how you work with someone every single day. And then with the, with, the, with the switch, I see him walking out now. Yeah, I know. And that's it. Him and Big Zoo, I got to check on occasionally. Zoo's doing all right. He's doing good. Yeah, he's doing. He, he's he doing lost right. a bunch of weight, and then he stopped losing weight. Oh, he did? Yeah. He he's did. doing the bike tour, right? I mean, that's what he says. We here! What, May? April? Oh, boy. Uh, I think like it's five think, weeks away. Uh, I think it's May. Okay. So he might have a little more time. Yeah, I think it's May. Can he? I'm not. This is not. I'm not trying to be funny by any stretch. I know he played football, so he's got a little athletic ability in yeah, him. Yeah, you see him dance. He can move he around. He can dance. Yeah. Can. He's a big guy. Can he do the length of that ride physically? I think so. Yeah. I think so. Um, if, if he continues to get himself in shape, but he's going to have to get into some sort of cardio shape. Well, and bike shape, because I remember Hoffman said it really bothered his um, nether region. Yeah, yeah. And, yep. he, and he trained for it for a certain extent. No? Not a lot. Oh, I thought he did. Okay. That's why I think that Big Zool will be able to do it, because uh, Hoffman didn't train all so, that much. because that is no joke. No, it's not. And I officially told Boomer I'm not doing it this year. I just I I did it twice. I'm happy with the two times that I did it. It's May fifth, by the way. Cinco de Mayo. No, Cinco de Mayo. Bike tour. I'll be raising just as much money this year for Team Boom Paws. I did last year for him, but I twice twice is enough. I got it. And plus, the weather that we got last time was beautiful. Well, the first time was miserable, and it was so bad, and I was so scared I was going to happen again because I, I <laughs> one of the worst days. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end, I felt accomplished, but out there in that cold, windy rain. Yeah, it's miserable. Like going up the 59th Street Bridge, like ramp Ooh. with the wind in your face, getting sprayed with cold rain, Ooh. going, what am I doing? <laughs> why? Raising money, G. Yeah. That's why. Well, I already raised the money up until that point. Good point. <laughs> you know, I just, I was like, what, in what way can I quit yeah. and get back to the, get back to the, the garage? Uh, but yeah, so Big Zoo, he, he says he's in. Yep. Better follow through. He will. Better follow through.